This is The Bunt, the number one podcast in skateboarding, brought to you by the number one shoe in skateboarding, Vans. Off the wall since 1960, motherfucking six. know what's popping i'm d jones i got the ghost riding shotgun with me we got ants one behind the scenes it's a cool thing and this is episode seven ghost tell them what we're working with yo it's a legendary episode this week we had to go take a little visit with the east coast powerhouse none other than mike maldonado you know what i'm saying real og in the game great chat with him and then you know what time it is the post office and the rundown but yo quick little announcement and apology to the people oh yeah we realized all the voice notes that have been sent to us through our website we only got the first few and then like some trial ended so basically we have a huge backlog like a year old a year's worth of voice notes so we really apologize about that and we've decided we're gonna do a little bonus post office special in the off season and just try and answer all of them so should be a fun time and now if you submit a voice note on the website it'll come straight through to our email and uh, we'll be able to answer all of those we have unearthed a year's worth of voice notes and that's going to be fun to deal with in the off season. Ain't nothing better than doing it for the people. Seifa will not let these questions go unanswered. You know we get into the bottom of every last one of them. Real shit. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at the Bunt Live, hottest Instagram in the game. Make sure to subscribe to our YouTube at the Bunt Live as well. We gotta get another video review popping, and then head over to our website, thebuntlive.com every episode just waiting for you guys and if that ain't enough you know what time it is we doing it for the people patreon.com slash the bunt subscribe donate we giving out boxes to the people man what more could you want yo and one more thing donald isn't it crazy how many people are saying that they think that my voice is yours and yours is mine if you haven't if you've been listening to us audio only for all these for these almost five years now Go watch our YouTube episode brought to you by House of Vans. That shit was fun as fuck. It's on our YouTube channel with Alexis Lacroix. But yo, I can't believe how many people are commenting that they've had it wrong all these years. They never bothered to check our Insta and, and see who's who? Fuck, yo. I've never understood that either. And it's been said for years. Like, how have you guys not done the research and figure out who's who? Like, clearly he's Chima Ferguson, and I'm Josh Kalis. Like, it's simple, man. Shit's crazy. Oh, well, you know what time it is, Goats. Shout out of the week. Give it to me, man. Oh, bruv. Big week for a Bunt alum, taking us back to the glory days. I'm sure you've seen it by now, but if you haven't, make sure you go check out Bastion's retrospective and a new part, which is kind of cool. 
uh, to see him still shredding so hard. I think they're both on Thrasher. But that 28 minutes of the Sorry era Bastion behind the scenes Ooh. and some extra clips we'd never seen, that was like, I was glued to the screen. Once you press play, there's no stopping. Uh, that shit was straight devastatingly good. And then his new part, <laughs> <laughs> his new part was also awesome. It's funny, his banger of bangers back in the day was Cab Flip Front Board, the fakie in Australia. And then fast forward, you know, over a decade, and he's still doing that shit, taking it back to regs. Hats off to Bastion, man. Legend. The man just don't stop. So like we said, we got Mike Maldonado, the East Coast powerhouse, in the building this week. If you've been listening to The Bunt since the jump, you know nobody's safe, man. We've been waiting, trying to get Maldonado on for a long time. Shout out to Angel at Terror of Planet X for hooking it up. And uh, let's just kick back, order a little bit of pizza, and listen to the interview, say? No doubt. You know I need my Dr. Pepperoni. Shit. You can order online using the app through iOS or through Android or head in store. Downtown Queen and Spadina, Uptown Avenue Road in Lawrence. We talk a maker pizza. Maddie Madison, tell them what it is. This is literally the best pizza in the world. All right, let's get this interview popping, man. Let's get it popping. We got the one and only Mike Maldonado, aka the East Coast powerhouse in the building. What's cracking, big dog? Yo, not much, man. <laughs> you uh, surviving winter? Yeah, yeah. You know, just uh, same old, same old. Just do what you gotta do out here. You know, this year I got a little, got a little bit more into it. Um, our young man, we got him like a snowboard and shit. So okay. I haven't snowboarded in like, it's been like 23 years or something. And uh, so since we got him on, I was like, ah, now nah, I got to get back into it. So like, yeah. we've been up to the mountains a couple of times. So I, that like helps you deal with the snow a little bit. But for sure, you know, I'm, I can't wait for that warm weather. I love it. <laughs> Just Trust me. Stuff. I think we all waiting for it. <laughs> so let's get this out of the way real quick. Where'd that nickname come from? The East Coast Powerhouse? Uh, Jamie Thomas. I, I, if I'm not mistaken, we were um, we were editing Welcome to Hell, and he, he just kind of was coming up with like little things for everybody's you know beginning of their part and stuff, and he just came up with East Coast Powerhouse, and I don't know, it's just one of those things that just kind of stuck. <laughs> well deserved nickname, yo. Yeah. How do you feel about it now, though? It's stuck around forever, man. I mean, it's cool, you know. I mean, it's just. <laughs> Nicknames are funny because, like, sometimes you can, like, run with your nickname and, like, kind of refer yourself. Like, yeah, I'm this. Mm. <laughs> but it's just, like, it's one of those things where I could never refer to myself as, like, the East Coast powerhouse. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah, ECP up in this bitch. Like, you know, like, no, no. For years, I was, like, battling if I should even get, like, an East Coast powerhouse tattoo. Because I was like, ah, it's kind of cool. Like, man, people were like, you should do it, you should do it. I, was, I just never went through with it. So. Yeah. ECP. I appreciate it. It says a lot, you know, like. Oh, yeah. You know. That's big time. <laughs> so, Mike, we start every show off the same. Hit us with your favorite skate moment and your favorite sports moment. Probably one thing. It, it was crazy. We were at Tampa. It was Bam, uh, myself. It was like the whole, you know, whole Toy Machine crew. Uh, Alex Mole was down there for the uh, AM contest. And we were all trying to film like tricks back to back, like just getting the whole line with all of us, you know, like, and mm -hmm. uh, 
I think I was doing like a uh, like a South Lip Revert. Oh. Bam was doing, um, I think a Nolly Big Spin, and then uh, or it was either a Nolly Big Spin or Nolly Half Cab, and Molly was doing like I think uh, Backside Alley Late Shove it, and somehow we timed it all crazy, um, and Bam and I were the only ones to land it, but it was like directly right after each other and i'm clapping going up the transition while he's doing his trick like basically in the middle of about the south lip like clapping and it was just like really cool because it was just like we were so in sync with everything that yeah. it just like happened you know what i mean it was like second nature for us so it was really cool hell yeah and uh sports moment i fuck dude i don't even watch sports nothing <laughs> so, nah man nah nothing so take us back to the beginning where'd you grow up and how'd you get into skating Westchester, Pennsylvania is where I grew up. It's where I'm at right now. Uh, skating, like, it's funny. The movie Thrashing, it was one of those movies at that time, you know? Like, oh, yeah, it's like it's punk rock kind of oh, yeah. new shit. And um, I don't know, it was just sick. Like, I, right before that, I was, I was into biking. Like, I was watching, uh, I think it was Rad, that movie. You know? and, and, like, Thrashing was just like the skateboarding version of Rad. <laughs> And uh, that was it, man. I just, I just dug it. I just couldn't get it out of my system after that. Like skateboarding was just something I really wanted to do. So you're saying Josh Brolin got you into skating? <laughs> yeah, yeah, actually, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> and it's funny too. Like when you go back and watch movies like that, you see all the pros that were in there, you know. And, and, and that just mm -hmm. cracked me up. Like what? That's Christian Hasoy, like Steve Stedham, like all these dudes. Like you never. You know, as a kid, you're just like, oh, there's just some actors that can skate or something. Yeah. <laughs> it's like dudes you looked up to. Like, holy shit. <laughs> sick. So what would you consider your first big break in the skate industry? I mean, probably when I got on 8th Street. Um, I rode for Toxic uh, Skateboards out, I think, out of Maryland. And we went to a trade show, a few of my friends and us. We went to, I think it was like at uh, Atlantic Skates or something, trade show. And... Um, we just happened to run up on the uh, H Street booth, and I had like a tape with me, and just Ooh. showed it to the one boy. Uh, I think it was one boy Troy, and he was like, "Yeah, nah, I'll, you know, take this back to Tony. It seems pretty sick. Like, you know, I think he'll like it." And um, gave him my number, and you know, got a call from him, and that was like it. You know, like that's like that was a time, and like I was trying to figure out what the hell I was doing. Like, I was like so confused with stuff. I was like in tenth grade or something. So like <laughs> that's like. Pretty much right when I got on 8th Street, I dropped out of high school. Damn. I was like, yep, I'm on 8th Street. I'm on one of the fucking companies <laughs> that I love, like, was the sickest, like, I'm on my way type shit. But, you know, there's still a lot of hard work that came with that, you know. For sure. So tell me this. When you pull up to a trade show and you roll up and you got your tape, do you come with one copy? Because he's saying he's got to take it somewhere. So is that you're just out? You got to choose one company and that's it? I mean, it kind of like everybody's showed their shit around. Um, the shop I wrote for, Fairman's, uh, I think Dave Fairman actually had my tape and was like, kind of, you know, I'll show it to a couple people and whatever. Um, and he was kind of lagging. <laughs> like, we, me and a couple homies were like walking around. I'm like, yo, we were talking to the boy 8th Street. He wants to check my video out. He's like, yeah, no, no, no. We're talking, I'm talking to Mike McGill right now on uh, Chapter 7. So, whatever. Right? I'm like, all right, that's cool. But homie over here wants to check out my video. I'm like, I've always loved this company. So let me get my shit. I'm going to take it over there myself. <laughs> like, so That's epic. Yeah, just 
I think it'd be so funny if you you want to show it to a bunch of people, but your first stop, they're just like, all right, I'm going to take this uh, back to the big boss. And you're just like, oh, shit, that's my only tape. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> I yeah. got nothing yeah. left. <laughs> it kind of was like that. But I mean, like, you know, my mind was set. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, I was like, wow, the, the fact that these dudes even like this, is the company that like, you know, what I mean, Hensley all these Bissau Barbier, like all the baddest dudes. Yeah. You know, whether or not, like Plan B had already started. So not to say it wasn't what it was because it still had like all the other big names, like Costin, well, actually Costin had quit them too. But like Next Generation kind of just came out then. So they still had a lot of good dudes on the, on the team, like Damian Kaharba Hall and shit like that. <clears throat> Alf, Alfonso Rawls is like, you know, one of the baddest dudes out, you know. Street, Bird. Sure. All that shit, so. And when you're in grade ten, you're like you're just fucking hyped no matter what. <laughs> right? Fuck yeah. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> like, get out of here. Like, seriously, I was like, yep, dropping out next week. Like, <laughs> fuck this. I'm out of here. Like, peace. <laughs> Do my shit. So coming up in Westchester meant you spent some time with Bam growing up. And we all know his crazy antics and TV shows and shit. But tell us about Bam the skater back then. I mean, just just a little young boy, just a little hungry ass young boy, you know. Um, I met him just through a bunch of other people. You know, we were skating this one ramp, and uh, just young boy. He was, I think he was like fucking like nine years old or something like that. Damn. And just like, just That's hungry. Crazy. You know what I mean? Just want, just. It's funny. He his his family was kind of big on sports, so he like kind of knew stuff about sports, but he was leaning towards skating you know like his pops wanted to play baseball and stuff like that and kind of liked all that stuff but he was like yeah 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 cool i like it but mm, skateboarding (laughs) you know and then just he was a character you know like just him being him so you kind of you let people to a degree like sometimes when people are the way they are you just let them be so they can Mm kind of just develop their own way and that's kind of how it was with bam like he would do shit and be like yeah yeah it's bam so <laughs> let him just do whatever like and then you see what that turned into yeah oh and we seen yeah but he was damn good i remember in one of the first like tampa pro contest videos i ever had when those were coming out back in the day he had one of the best switchback tails i've ever seen oh, in my by life far, by far on the like pyramid rail it was flawless man like he was so good that was like it was like over waist high (laughs) you know what i mean like yeah yeah that that shit was ridiculous he had a couple tricks like most people you know you have you have like your tricks but like he Mm -hmm. was like his mind was Mm -hmm. set like this is what i'm doing and this is how i'm gonna do (laughs) Mm -hmm. it i mean uh, look look facts i don't like talking shit on nobody like mm-hmm. the bull could he could at that time i'm sure he can now we don't you know we don't skate a whole lot but couldn't back 50 a fucking ledge <laughs> couldn't back 50 a ledge unless he went over the back of it you know what i mean yeah. so to be able mm-hmm. to switch back tail like monster shit like it, that's that's seriously unheard of like who the hell that's can crazy. do like yeah no i can't no <laughs> wow, that's you fucking know, wild. Like, but like that's how skating is. Like that's why I tell people like it's not like other like sports if that's what you want to call it. Like mm-hmm. it's not. It's different. It's so much yeah. different. You can't say, 
oh, I'm going to stand this way. And if I'm guaranteed to stand like this and put my elbows up, I'm going to hit the ball if it's, if it's right in this path. Like, yeah. you kickflip all goddamn day with your foot in every single position. And 10 people are all going to kickflip different in all those positions. Yeah, the mechanics of different. it. Yeah, yeah it's, just, it's different. It's just different. Mm-hmm. We've got a homie with a little bit of a weird thing that he couldn't do. Shout out Simon Disher. Like he could kick back nose blunt a hubba, but he could not feeble a flat bar. <laughs> I mean, sometimes that's just how it goes. Like, yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> but back fifty—that's uh, that's wild. That's even more wild than feeble. <laughs> so, how come you never ended up on any of the TV shows with Bam? I just wasn't into it. Wasn't your vibe? Nah. Like, I, I enjoyed doing some of the stuff, like creating CKY things, but it wasn't, like, I don't know, maybe it was just that step over, you know, it wasn't just the normal, like, oh, this is funny shit, it's kind of skate-related, like, it was, like, MTV stuff or, like, just mainstream mm-hmm. shit, and it just, I don't know, I just, I just couldn't do it, you know, there was an episode of um, his show when uh, he had an elephant at his house, and... They were like filming, like I was. I had just come home for a little while, <clears throat> and they're like had the camera on my face, and I'm like, dude, I don't want to be filmed. Like, get this shit out of my face. They're like, well, you have to sign this waiver so we know. I'm like, I don't want to be filmed, <laughs> and they're like, you don't want to be on TV. I'm like, no, I don't, I don't. Like here, <laughs> how about this? Now you know who not to put on the TV. Okay, like I'm not signing shit either. Like fuck you people, and they were just like. Couldn't believe, like, I didn't want to be on TV. Like, you know, I don't, I don't know, it's just not me, you know. Mm-hmm. It's cool to be famous. Like, I'm not shitting on anybody for it, but for my, me personally, like, you know, skateboarding has brought me enough fame, you know what I mean? Like, if that's what you want to call it, like, mm-hmm. I just appreciate anybody that can fucking, that likes what I'm doing, you know. Like, you no think what I did was good? Fuck, that's what's up. Like, mm-hmm. thank you. There's <laughs> a lot of people. That, I'm good shit. No doubt, no doubt. <laughs> so when it comes to Love Park, you immediately think of Stevie Williams, Josh Kalis, but you're as OG as it gets at Love. Can you tell us a little story about growing up in the Love days? Love was fucking crazy as shit. You know, I I guess it's like every every city that has, um, you know, they're like the hot spot, that like main mecca that everybody goes to. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, I was skating Love Park from when I was 14 you know, we would take take the bus up to 69th Street and then take the L into, you know, in the center city. Like, you're right out of love. Like, there was bushes and shit. You couldn't even skate the ledges the way they used to be. You could only skate flat ground. And maybe, like, one small piece of a ledge and then everything along the fountain. You know, like the other, right. like, you yeah. know, mm. curved ones. Um, and it was the shit. You know, seeing Roger Brown and, like, all the old school, like, dudes like that was pro back then and just like tearing it up and then you've seen the progression like as skating got bigger and bigger you would see like more people hanging out there um like stevie puka like all those dudes um like the sub-zero dude you know rick matt serge like all them dudes fred and it just it would get wild like you'd see like contests there like you know some of the locals would just be like ah fuck some fuck some of these like suburb kids like <laughs> piss in a cup and like throw piss on people and shit Damn. like that like <laughs> you know you know there was random dudes who get you know punched in the head and take their boards and shit like what? that's just how it was and it amazed me because like 
you know, I'm from the burbs. So I don't know why nobody ever fucked with me. Like, I was always <laughs> down with him. Like, I don't know. Maybe it's like, nah, he's good. Leave him alone. Like, fuck it. Yeah. Like, I don't see too so, many people trying to fuck know. with you, Doug. <laughs> the East Coast no. powerhouse <laughs> EPC, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Back then, I was a little motherfucker. A little skinny ass motherfucker. little Kermit the Frog. <laughs> So, yo, yeah. you're the first person to ever Ollie the Love Gap, man. How'd that come to be? Technically, that's not true. I, I don't even know. It, it, it was one of, back in the day, it was a story that Rick's homie, Rick Oyola's homie, uh, Rene Hosoy, which I believe ended up being choppy. He supposedly ollied it way before anyone else. So That's how the legend goes. That's how the legend goes. Um, I ollied it, you know, first try. Oh. Vinny Ponte supposedly did it at a contest like a month or two before I ollied it. So I'm not the first person to do it. I'm not going to take no title from anybody else that actually has that shit. But I will say I did it first try. <laughs> Just because Dan, Dan Wolf put that in the Easter Exposure video. Like, so mm-hmm. I'm, not, I'm not tooting my own horn or nothing. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just claiming what it was. Okay, so you were skating there from when you were 14. How many times did you think about trying it, or like, what was the buildup like? Because to finally do it first try, how many years later was that? Fourteen. So I was probably like seventeen. So about three years. Damn. Damn. I, I just I was. It was it was like just before I got on Eighth Street, I think, or just as I was, somewhere around there, because right when. Um, the first time I tried it, they actually, it was the old school stuff, so it had like this real rubbery ground in it. So I had really small wheels at that point, so like Ollie and Big Shit with small wheels wasn't happening very much. <laughs> yeah. And that stuff, it just, your wheels sank right into it. But as soon as they redid the whole, like, you know, made it like, you know, concrete or whatever, that gunite type shit or whatever it is, that's when it was like, oh, and like, you could do it and that'd be it. Mm-hmm. So. Hell yeah. That's what's up. Were you ever part of any of that drama? I just watched that Stevie documentary just came out. Uh, so that just reminded me of that whole, like, Ricky Oyola crew against, like, the younger Steve, the dirty ghetto kids, as they called them. No, no, that's, that, was, that was their shit. Yeah. <laughs> like I said, like, I was from Westchester, so we just did our thing. We came to the city, we skated, and that was it. And let them do that thing. We talked to both of them, you know, like... We was down with, I more down with like DGK than I was the other boys. Like I knew Rick, I knew Serge, um, Matt Reason at that time. He was kind of on his own shit, you know, like he, he didn't like you, he didn't like you. So it took a while for like Matt and I to kind of like get cool, you know what I mean? Like a lot of times he looked, he was the type of dude that looked at us like, you know, like you fuckers aren't from here. Like don't skate the city, mm-hmm. uh, you're mm-hmm. not from here. I, whatever, that's just how it is, that's the scene. He was good as shit, you know, and just like just psyched on where they were from. So, you know, I can't be mad at nobody for that. Yeah. So, even though he's from Pittsburgh, but, you know, yeah. when, you, when you take that on, you live somewhere. <laughs> when you take that on, though, like, that's your shit. I know. Like, most people that live in Philly are not from Philly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Almost all of them, you know. All the DGK dudes are actually born and raised in Philly. Almost every other person that lives there and claims it is not from Philly. Yeah, I mean that whole shit's <laughs> bullshit, truth, anyways, man. right? Just like, don't skate here, but I mean, like, like I East can Coast, go skate West Coast your neighborhood, but you shouldn't skate here because we got a dope spot. Like I never understood that territorial yeah, yeah. shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> That's the skate crew shit when you're younger, man. Yeah, That's all it is. It's just, it's, it's high school. Yeah. And it's that shit, unfortunately, yeah. it never goes you away. You got your man. clicks. You know what I mean? 
Yeah. Wedge, you fucking 50 years old, motherfucker still got clicks and shit. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's everywhere. Uh, you ever try anything else down the love gap? Kick flipped it. I tried to kick flip it. Um, I don't know how much longer it was after I ollied it. I tried to kick flip it. But I was like, fuck it. I think it was the day uh, Jamie Thomas like came into town. And uh, Wolf was like, yo, like Jamie wants to skate the fountain. He wants somebody to skate it with him. Like, so what's up? And I ended up like skating it by myself. <laughs> I was like, fuck it. Like, I got Ollie's down. Like, so I'm just going to try to kickflip it. Like, I landed on a couple, but there was no riding away. That was, that was just yeah. hucking them out there. I got lucky with that shit. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. What was Jamie trying? He actually didn't even skate it that day. It was just me. Like, Damn. so. Not to say, I mean, I don't know what happened, like, that day. Like, I think he was just on some other shit or something, you know. Mm. And sometimes that's not something you just want to jump down, you know, fuck your damn. feet up for no damn reason. But back then, I didn't give a shit. I just skated, like, I didn't care. The chief out here <laughs> claiming shit, eh? Bunting? <laughs> <laughs> so give us a quick rundown of your board sponsor history leading up to Toy Machine. It was like, I rode for Toxic, then got on H Street. H Street turned to evil, and then I quit evil because I just wasn't really psyched. Like, it didn't seem like the same company that I got on. Like, when I got on H Street, I was, like, psyched. I was like, this is this is the one. Like, this is what I've always wanted to ride for as a kid. Like, this, is, this was the shit. And I don't know, it just seemed like the company just took a different direction, maybe just because with the name or something. I don't know. Like, it just seemed like it wasn't going in that direction that I was, like, super hype on. So I just was like, fuck it. I'd rather not ride for anybody at this time. So I quit for a little bit, and um, I ended up uh, rolling my ankle real bad and couldn't skate for, like, six months. And, uh, and then I, I called Jamie up and was like, yo, um, when I get better, like, I want to ride for Toy Machine. And he's like, oh, send us a video. We'll see what's up, you know, like. And, and I had actually, bef- right before... All that happened, I was out in California, and I saw, I'd, uh, saw Kalis at, uh, I think it was like one Transworld Park or something, like the old, old one they had. And uh, he was like, yeah, fuck, like, me and Jamie are the dudes at Toy Machine. Like, we watched the videos, so it's like the video. What? But he had quit by that time, so kind of like, you know, all my ends were just kind of like whatever, whatever, you know, mm-hmm. at that point. But, you know, knowing some of the bigger dudes that helped out. And then, I don't know, Jamie just came back east. Uh, we filmed a bunch of shit. We went up to, we actually went up to the banks to skate that one big ass rail. And um, oh yeah, the yeah. one you lip slid. Yeah, yeah. He wanted to like get down on that, and we just skated the shit out of that whole spot that day. And at that point, I really was just like got to float a couple boards, basically from him, and was just putting shit together. And he's like, "Yeah, I'm gonna drive out if you want to drive back with me." So I hopped in the fucking in his whip and that was it. Filmed some Man. stuff on the way out. Went to Ed's house. Showed showed uh, Ed and Muska the tape and Muska was like, "Yeah, that's." He's like, "I'm the one you gotta go through basically because he was hot <laughs> shit right there." And he's like, "That's what's up. You're on the team, yo." So, <laughs> that's that's so crazy. sick. Um, did Jamie skate the rail with you that time or did he leave you fucking on your own again? Oh yeah, yeah. He was he was fucking that thing up. Like I. That was definitely, at that point, that was the biggest rail I ever skated. You know, I was, like, used to, you know, the the nine stair and shit. Like, you know, I was like, oh, I can get down on this thing. And then he's like, I'm going to hit this shit up. Like, 
He's like, you got them lip slides down. You should, you know, take it over there. Like, yeah, you always get on the rail me. right at the top, though. Like, you slide or grind as much as Dude, possible. Yeah. That rail was so fucked up. Like, There's you're a right at the cover. tip, yo. There's a manhole cover, like, a couple feet from the end of the stairs. And you're basically going either over top of it or you're kind of going in this little line between that and the rail. So you really have to ollie really high. And it's messed up, too, because I actually landed that shit in a few tries. And then I didn't like the way I landed it, so I tried it more. And that's when I got all broke to fuck. Oh, fuck. That's always the worst. <laughs> and, like, I didn't want to quit. I'm like, nah, I know I can do a better one. I know I can do a better one. And it was uh, lock a smith all the way at the top. Oh, fall, oh. Fall All the way to the bottom. Fuck. <laughs> you know? shit like that so and one time there was uh these bulls were playing wall ball or some shit up top and the ball went bouncing right across my path <laughs> and i was like nah just go for it anyway just do it just do it and that was one of the bad slams i took oh. yes, my oh. was just like oh the ball the ball Cling. <laughs> sometimes that shit works out in a good way though like the slight little mm-hmm. distraction will help you like clear your mind for a second yeah, and you'll land exactly. it right Yep. Oh, fuck. The opposite for you that time. Yeah. <laughs> so tell us a little bit about filming for Welcome to Hell, the skate classic. Give us uh, a story from that era. I mean, it was it's just all kinds of crazy shit, really. You know, like just filming for it was at least the idea that I was getting out of it, um, skating with Jamie so much. It was just just get whatever the fuck you can. Like if if you skate a certain way, just go ahead and do it. You know what I mean? Like, you want to skate early shit? Go fucking do it. You mm-hmm. know, like, you want... And if you get some slams, that's only going to make the video better. So... <laughs> like, that was... Seriously, it was just, It was like land or slam, regardless. You got some good shit. And, I mean, it had, like, the iconic slam section. I mean, pretty much slam sections were done after that. <laughs> you guys shut it down. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of brutal, like... I, I used to enjoy it when I was younger, like, but I mean, I guess like pal videos and shit like that, it was just falls. It wasn't slams. Like, Dude, for a shit. while, Transworld videos always had a slam section too. Yeah, they were brutal as they shit. They had terrible ones. Remember God. the guy, I think it was like Neil Mims who had the yeah. eye injury. And that's I was like, the why? One that's, everyone's going to say that one. Like, that's. Yeah. You know, why is this in here? Blasted as yeah. shit. Like, just in the Guys, middle of like an amazing video. But that's skateboarding, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. That's photographers and videographers. They got to document the moment for what it is. Yeah. And oh. That's history. Yeah, I don't like seeing that, that shit. shit was fucking, fucked. remember 4 on 1 even did a whole episode, the 911 episode. Oh, yeah. A whole 4 on 1 <laughs> of Get slams, out. yo. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's twisted. For the next six weeks, CHPO brand wants to hear your favorite skate and sports moment. We really doing it for the people now. Send your answers in to thebuntlive at gmail.com. And in the final episode of season 13, we are going to pick two winners, one skate moment, one sports moment, and you're winning a CHPO brand box. And don't forget, if you want to support Skatistan or SkatePal, you can visit their website, skatistan.org and skatepal.co.uk, or purchase a Skatistan and SkatePal product from chpobrand.com. 100% of the profits will be donated. CHPO brand. 
always doing it for the people. What went down the night of the Welcome to Hell premiere? <laughs> Basically, Muska just got pissed off because uh, the video made it there late and we didn't have a keg at, at the premiere. Because uh, the evil premiere, they had a keg. Because <laughs> I guess there was like a battle between him and Adam McNatt on that one curved rail. About like who, who was going to get it in the video first. <laughs> so... And I mean, like, because it didn't go his way, it just kind of, you know, turned into this whole debacle. So, so he was shit, pissed. Shit. Yeah. So there was some beef between <laughs> Muska and Jamie. Is that like what it was all centered around? Was like the video and. I mean, uh, that it's just little things, you know. That was just all mm-hmm. the stuff that added up to it. Like it was just it was just that competition, you know. Like, I guess. Musk was coming up under Jamie, you know, Jamie was like the big dude, the Ollie shit and skate rails, and Musk was like coming up. And then he just started to, you know, blowing past on rails and shit and all the tricks he was doing. So it was just kind of like, yeah, fuck you, I got this, that, man, my shit. You know, friendly shit turned into like, you know, more competition and, you know. So. But I mean, yeah. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> is what it is. <laughs> Worked out better for both of them, I guess. Yes. Honestly, it did. Sometimes they can't see that when it's happening, but like that type of competition will take them both to the next level. And exactly. Clearly, it did. They were superstars at that mm-hmm. time, right? Yeah. Both yeah. ended up in Tony Hawk, and boom, you're rich. <laughs> Great selling shoes and shit, and just everything. Yeah. Like just man, worked out. <laughs> worked out good for him. So did he quit that night at the premiere? He, I mean, kind of. It was more like, I don't, I can't remember if it was like Ed kicked him off. We just kind of equated it to him just kicking himself off, you know, because yeah. he just got so pissed and like, this just wasn't what it was. And you know, I guess things were said and he's, not that you can't take them back, but you know, you just get to a point where it's just like, uh, look at where we're at now. So yeah, it's gone right this far. Do. Yeah. So it sucked. Because it's just like anything. It's like your crew. It's like your crew falling apart. You're like, man, it's but but we remember not them good times and shit. <laughs> well, yeah. So but you damn. probably spent some good times with Muska. You have a a good Muska story for the people. Nah, I mean, just other than like the night that I got on Toy Machine, like we went back to him and Penny's crib. It was like uh, it was like him, Sapa, myself, and like a bunch of other people, and we were just smoking blunts like crazy, and. Um, I like I, I smoke, but like not like these motherfuckers were smoking, and like, I was like, "Yo, I'm good. Like I'm, I'm set." He was like, "Motherfucker, you ride for toy machine now? You hit this blunt." <laughs> <laughs> like, All right, man. All right, man. So just shit like that, you know. It's just funny as hell. Seems like such an unlikely marriage, Muska and Toy Machine. Yeah, it's 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 like a fucking lifetime ago, man. Like it just was. Mm-hmm. You know, because now when you think of him, it's like shorties, circa, like mm-hmm. a whole different, you know, thing. Yeah. But I mean, it, it was true. Like, you know, some people even back then, like, you like, yeah, Musk was on Toy Machine. Nah, Musk can have room for Toy Machine. That's yeah, the fuck he did. Like, yeah. <laughs> pretty crazy. Dude, Muska and Penny living together. That's a pretty epic uh, roommate combo. God, man, them too, like. 
they, they were just ridiculous together. You know, like, you go to the Huntington Park and just watch them dudes skate and just see Penny, like, he'd just be in his own world. You know, like, like you know, Chad would have a, a blunt or something, you know, and it's like, Tom, come hit this shit. And, you know, Penny'd just be skating around. Like, it'd take him a minute to get there. You'd think most people would ever be like, oh, shit, I'm going to hit that joint. Like, get over there real quick. Like, he's <laughs> like, no, kick front flip the pyramid and come back, switch, fucking flip over this joint, and then I'll cruise by and grab the joint, and I'm going <laughs> to kick up the pyramid with the joint in my hand. Like, he was in another world, man. So, like, just watching them two dudes just like just one frantic almost just like ah, uh, all over the place and then another one just like completely calm like like the odd couple but like so much like each other you know that must have been sick to be just be around back in those days yeah because i mean yeah that's like that's the dudes like especially to be around tom penny like just to mm-hmm. be in that the bull's presence like he was legendary like <laughs> in his own time you know like most people like after you know they kind of die down from skating or something like that bull was every trick he did it was like that's the legend right there like holy shit Mm -hmm. (laughs) damn yeah like yeah i know what you mean like while he was in his prime people already knew this is the guy it didn't have to wait till later to be like hindsight like yeah that dude was a legend yeah like you I didn't see things like that since, like, Hensley kind of stuff. You know, like, people wanted to be Tom Penny, like, bad. You know, like, you see a lot of people want to be, like, dudes, and they always do their little tricks like the new hot shit. Oh, this is the cool thing to do this the way you do it. But, like, dudes were like Tom Penny. Like, I shit you not. We'd go on tour, and you'd see some cats, like, long hair, skating around, pulling their hair back, like, kick-flipping, like, kids, like... Like, really like really like like Hensley with the chain wallet and like, I shave your head everything just like him like same shit it's ridiculous it was like that that level you know, like that's how you know somebody's like really made it in skateboarding when mm-hmm. just yeah. everybody wants to be like them wish we could have seen that in person man but at least we got the footage and we put bare respect on that shit always <laughs> I read that there was one toy machine graphic that you were really opposed to having your name on. Which one was it? <laughs> John, it was, um, I think it was like a Gabe Morford photo or something. It was like, he was out skating with Satva and some bum dude had like Satva's board and then like a fucking crushed two liter bottle or something. And, like, Ed had a little bubble jaw coming out of his mouth. And it said, I'm not a diarrhea-faced poser. And he's like, yeah, this is your new graphic. And I was like, boy, do you put that on my shit and I will quit. I'm not even playing. Like, and sure enough, like, it came out. I was pissed. Like, I really was. I was, like, thinking of quitting, honestly. <laughs> like, man, like, really? You going to do me dirty like that? Like, I took shit to heart back in the day. Like, you know. It was mm-hmm. it was hard for me to just <laughs> let certain shit go. A lot of people liked it. It was it was weird. Like, plenty of the homies were like, "Yo, that, that board's sick." I'm like, no, nah, not really. Not <laughs> You're at all. like, no, nah, I fucking hate that one. <laughs> I remember I remember Shane actually had one hanging up on the wall, and I needed a board. Like I was like, "Yo, I need a board." Like I don't have any boards. Like they're gonna take like a week to get me my shit. He's like, "Nah, take that diary." I'm like, "Nope." Nah. <laughs> No. <laughs> I won't. I won't get that trick. Then we're not. We're not going to do that. <laughs> I'm not even going to spray paint that shit. Like, no, I don't want that under my feet <laughs> at all. Yeah. 
but it was good. It was a good seller. Yeah, I guess. So. Fucking Maybe hell. a couple dollars. <laughs> <laughs> so, Mike, take us behind the scenes on the famous first division ad, the Ollie over the wall. What was that session like? That I mean, that session was, it was like kind of crazy because I was actually trying to 180 at that day. And I was just getting into Ollie's, trying to just set it up. And uh, it just was like one of those things. Like we got kicked out that day. It didn't even last that long. So I really only got to put it down a couple times. And that was it. And then it's because that place is like hard to get skating in. Like that's right in front of the main door. So they're always going to see like everything you're doing. So they'll kick mm-hmm. you out right away. Right. If you're on the other side, you get a little bit more time. And the day that I actually like filmed it for the video, I don't even remember how many tries that took me. I was just joking around. Like, I didn't, I was like, damn, this would be sick. Like, this would really be sick. And uh, I think Rick was there, Rick Oyola was there. And he's like, Psh, dude, that's like impossible. And you know, uh, <laughs> no, well, it's impossible. All right, check this out. I'm going to jump over that shit. <laughs> like, I, I, even if you were joking with me, I didn't like to be doubted back then. So, like, that's why I was always throwing myself around. Like, I was like fuck that. I'm going to try it. <laughs> I'm going to try it. So. <laughs> And it worked the fuck out. Like that's definitely one thing that I can say. Like I, uh, I, I I'm psyched on that shit. Like <laughs> that's one thing I can really look at and be like, I accomplished that of anything. That photo and ad are insane and iconic, man. That's a good one to have. G did a good job. Like you know, he was always shooting good photos. You know, if, if you could, if you could get a good spot and like, re- uh, he he had it. Like he just be like, yep, I got it. We'll get this shit like perfect. It does look impossible. Like, it when does. You just it look does. at the photo, like, you're like, that takes a supreme being to do that, Ollie, man. It's mostly <laughs> just like, just because of the bricks to get up to it. Mm-hmm. Um, once you get on the bench, it's ice. So you're just moving on that thing. And then you just yeah. jump over it. You know, like, if you've got a good Ollie, you can get over it. Like, there's plenty of people that can Ollie higher than me. You know what I mean? And I know the fuck they can get over that. I've heard stories about <laughs> uh, about this one young boy like trying to get a switch ollie over it. No way, who? That, I, uh, that's what I've heard. Uh, oh. There's nothing to it. I believe in none of what you hear and half of what you see. So, <laughs> <laughs> a little knowledge for the youth. You know, I, I, at some point, you know, I, 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 shit happens. You know, like just spots. You know, somebody's going to come up on your stuff, and they're just going like just do what they do. But there's definitely a part of me. I'm like, that's what's up. Like, yeah. And I'm like, no, that's my shit. <laughs> Don't <laughs> my shit. We'll go up there with a sledgehammer and break that bench. <laughs> You're all for the progression, but not on your spots, yo. Yeah. Nah, but it's cool. You know? <laughs> Fuck it. I got, you can't stop progression. You know, like, no. You asshole to stop progression. <laughs> yeah. But that's why some of the, like, sickest spots you think of are the ones that don't last forever because like if there's spots from your era that are still around today the shit that would go down would just be ridiculous with what people are doing yeah now. oh my god so it's nice that like spots have a lifespan and are, are yeah done, yeah you know? yeah it is like you open the door like that's the thing with skating like you really do open a door like well, all it takes is one trick down a gap you're the yeah. first person to ollie it and it doesn't take much longer before somebody's three flipping it like, where the fuck were you a month ago? It's just like, look at Hollywood yeah. 16. Like, Hollywood yeah. 16 used to be the place you go to to get your hammer, you know? It was scary to do. And now fucking everything's been fucking it's normal. Done. Yeah. Like, it's That place is fucked. Yeah. 
Just ridiculous, man. I remember before I moved, so, I saw a kid front board that Joe, and like we were just like skating by, just just some young boy just jump front board. Get the <laughs> fuck out of here! Yeah, kids are gnarly. Yeah, now it's like just a casual, like you know, switch back lip, switch front blunt. Yeah. Uh, homie Ben, switch front blunted it. Half cap back Smith, <laughs> like what? Yeah, oh, like fuck. that's ridiculous, yeah. dude. Like I'm, that I'm not right. shitting you, man. I jump slid that rail. I never did much on it but a jump slide. And that shit, I was like halfway down. I was like, yo, where the fuck is the end of this rail? It's, it's long, man. It really is. Like, I don't know how people just do stuff on that. Dude, you had a, a rail trick in, fuck, I forget which part it was. But you're board sliding a rail and then you like foot plant it and then go back on the board slide. I ain't never seen that in my life. You know which one I'm talking about? Old H Street video. You're doing a back yeah, yeah, board old and you H take video. your back foot off. Put your foot down. Front foot. That shit your front crazy, foot. Bro. Yeah, you bore oh, side, foot. take your front foot, bang it off. Boy, um, in the H-Street videos, crazy. like Ben Job or something, you're doing one yeah. like, you know, little bore side blocks and stuff. And that's I just, crazy. at those times, I just like, that's how skating was. I guess it's, you know, for some people it still is. Like, you just think of something, you're in that zone, and you're like, ah, I used to do this on this when I was a kid. So what's yeah. the difference? I'm just like doing it on something a little bit different, a little higher, a little longer. Yeah. So That's crazy. just some cut up shit, but just like kind of taking it a little bit to the next level. So another trick we want to go behind the scenes on is your iconic three foot bender in Baker 2G, man. Tell us a little bit about that one. Ah, just a rock gap. You know, just a little <laughs> gap in the tail. <laughs> it's not even that big. Like it's, I mean, it's just like a drop. Uh, like it looks crazy because you got these big ass boulders hanging out of it, but it's just a gap we always used to skate. And like, it just looks good because on video it looks like you're jumping over some crazy ass shit. So, mm -hmm. and this that was one of them days. Like back in town, Bam's like, "Yo, get this trick, get that three flip." That shit was straight beautiful. And before we started recording, God, I said, "You're the grass gap killer, man." Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Like uh, that's what it is out here. Like you know what I mean? When you're not in the city, it's like there's stairs, but it's more grass gaps than anything. Like, like, but yo, sometimes like a good grass gap, I'll take over a set any day because I, I don't know. At least when we're younger, it's all about your stair counting. Or a grass gap, there's a nice mystery to it. It's like yeah, it's just, yeah. But shit, that could have been a fifteen. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, a nice oh, grass good. gap is perfect. So, how'd you end up getting down with the Baker crew, and why'd you end up siding with the bootleg squad? I mean, there was no like side of us. That's that's a, that's the whole click shit. Like just being out in Cali, you know. Um, I, uh, it was like the Warner House. Alyssa, mostly anytime Alyssa was down with something, excuse me, that's what I was with. She's like, "Yo, Copeland's uh, moving out. We need a roommate." Um, I mean, whatever. We'll figure it out. But if you want to you know, live out here with us, I was like, "Guys, what's up? Yeah, we'll move out. Stay with them." Um, then there was all this talk at one point. It was um, it was like Adrian Lopez and a couple other heads and Strickland all talking about some like six degrees or some crazy like other company like they were going to come up with. And then that fell through. And um, there was all this little dark talk, you know, like, oh, we're going to start this other little company. Uh, we're going to call it Baker. You know, like the Baker boys, how we used to always just smoke, whatever, and I know, back on, you know, when they lived, like, close to the uh, Huntington Park. And uh, Ellington one night was like, yo, uh, 
you should you should ride for this because I think you know you'd be a good like you know addition to the team. And I was like, yeah, hey, I don't know, like maybe we'll see what's up. You know, I'm, I'm down with Toy, like, and I still like that shit. And then that shit went down with Bam, where him and Todd Swank had that issue, and then I kind of like stepped in for whatever reason, and then ended up quitting Toy Machine on like a humbug. And then just Baker worked out. You know, I, I had a little stint where I wrote it for World Industries for a minute. Um, because I had to, I, I had to pay bills and shit. <laughs> like, not that I had like, <laughs> like mad bills, but I was like, yo, I gotta do something. And like, uh, you know, I, I think it was like Nandez or something. I was like, yeah, no, nah, talk to the one boy, you know. So like, you hook it up, and ended up just like doing that for a couple months, and then Baker popped off and wrote for that. And then that shit started going downhill after a while, just because. I mean, I don't put like fingers in it, like to say this is the reason, like this happened and stuff, but when. Bootleg started. I don't know who did what and who wanted money in something or who turned sour on shit. But dudes just started being all against Jay. You know, like whether or not he was doing something like, you know, running Baker and being a graphic designer and then running bootleg and being like the total dude over there. So then I guess feelings were getting hurt saying, well, we're paying him too much for this. You know, he shouldn't be doing that. Boards look the same, whatever. I don't, I don't know, whatever. That was that was their whole beef. I was just kind of getting backlash from it and shit. So I get, you know, they just started like hating on each other. Come to find mm-hmm. out though, Alyssa's my girl. Rode with her on toy machine. That's my home girl. I lived with her. We were living in the same fucking spot in West Hollywood together. So there's that. Dridge, my boy from Philly. That's my boy. Like, if he's gonna ride for the team, like. That is what it is. Like, I'm not going to hate him. Like, oh, y'all them dudes. I'm going to be, now I can't be friends with you. Like, that's my people. Like, you're going to make me choose my people over, like, supposed to be my people? Like, Mm -hmm. that's fucked up. Same thing, plain. Like, that's my boy. Like, he films us. Like, he's always looked out for us. Like, that's my man's. Like, that's, like, my man. So now I got, like, choose over this too like choosing all my people like like dudes were literally getting at me with that shit like we went to a i went to sf with Alyssa, and the bootleg dudes just happened to be up there filming well i guess jay or somebody said something on the phone to jim or drew or something about me being there and then it became like oh you're going on bootleg filming trips like what the fuck like, nah, man, I was in San Francisco with Alyssa, and those dudes were there. I wasn't mm-hmm. going on a trip with them. So shit was getting real sour, and I was, like, really getting sick of that shit. And uh, I didn't talk to nobody for a minute. And uh, at that time, the chick Robin, can't remember her last name, she was the team manager. And uh, shit went sour at one point, um, like, board sales and stuff. Like, oh, you know, board sales or whatever, whatever. We're going to maybe take people's boards, but it's not going to do it. It's not going to hurt nobody, you know, whatever. But then that ended up being like, oh, well, we're going to cut your board, and that's going to fuck your sales up. So that kind of pissed me off. But it is what it is. Like, if you're not skating enough and you're not selling boards, like, how are you going to be mad at the next man? That's your fault. Get the fuck out there and do something to make people buy your board, Right. Mm-hmm. I just didn't like how yeah. they came at me with it. So then that's when I started talking. I had like a meeting with Drew and Robin. And that was just a meeting to squash everything and be like, yo, let's get this on. Like, let's, let's, I, I see big things. Like, let's, 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 let's do this. And uh, it just went the complete other way. Like, they were like, oh, well, um, 
you know, shops are telling us, you know, they, they would like to know when we're going to turn spanky pro and like whatever, whatever. I'm like, that's what's up. Like, you know, young boy just got on the team. Like, that's cool. Cool. Um, and they're like, you know, um, like, do you ever think about life after skateboarding? Maybe like, you know, team manager stuff and shit. I'm like, life after skateboarding? What the fuck are you talking about? Like, I'm still out here grinding. Like, <laughs> yeah. You know, like, And then I just took the hint, you know what I mean? Like, I was like, look, um, if y'all don't want me to be on the team no more, like, that's fine. Like, if you want me to make space so you can turn Spanky Pro, like, that's what's up. I'll do that. You know, like, I'm just, I don't want to be like some, like, you know, some monkey wrenching the shit, like. Mm-hmm. If that's what it is, that's what it is. Like, and it was like no kind of like ah no like no nah, it's not like that. We're gonna work some shit out. It was like oh you do that, cool. Like that's what's up. I was like wow, like you uh, really don't want me on the team. Like okay, like that's cool. Like so in that sense, like I kicked myself off. I'm sure they'll probably tell a different story. Like nah, we had to boot him, but you know the words came out of my <laughs> mouth. <laughs> like I'm the one that said it. So. But I mean, like, I'm not, I don't have any, like, harsh feelings towards any of them dudes. Like, Drew took care of me for, like, a couple months after that. Like, until my boards finished selling, like, he was still giving me checks. You know what I mean? Like, the bull gave me a car. Like, I'm going to get a new car. Like, I know you really like that shit. I think you deserve it. Like, cool. Like, that's what's up. Like, who who does that? That's stories you used to hear about when we was coming up. Like, but different, you know? Like, yo, you ride for World Industries. They give you a car and shit. Like, that's the type of shit we used to hear (laughs) when we was kids. So, like, this was, like... This fit to that level. Like, holy shit, I just got a Cadillac Eldorado. I'm bumping <laughs> in this bitch right now. You know? So, like, you know, I got respect for them for that shit. But it's just that other stuff. Like, just how you handle stuff. Like, it's just like, eh, it kind of rubbed me the wrong way to where I'm not going to, like, try to be your homie at that point. Just because, like, I thought we were on another level. But I'm not going to hate on you either. Just because, like, you did some sound shit. So, like, I'll give you the respect for, like, who you are. So then it just made sense to to move over to bootleg. And that's just how it was. Like like I literally like went home and was like, yo, Mark, don't ride for Baker no more. (laughs) He's like, I'll see what we can do. You know, like and I I just blew my (laughs) knee out at that point too. We were out filming uh like probably like a couple weeks before that. And uh tried to just like film this line, like nose came off my board, blew my knee out. That was it. You know, and then the fact that they took me on, like, with an injury, like, just coming over my injury and shit like that, like, that was cool as shit. Like, that that proved to me, like, that, like, they were looking out for me. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, regardless. Yeah. That was real homie shit. Like, there's very few and far of that shit in skateboarding. Like, everybody will play your homie. You know, they'll talk a good game. We got you. We got your back. We got your back. But, like, when it comes down to it, you see who really does. You know what I mean? Because you got to have something. Like, it's a business. When At the end of the day, it's a business. If I give you something, I need something in return. But mm-hmm. you're not skating this, man. Like, you have to be doing something. Like, if I'm, if you want me to do something, I got I to, like, be doing it. I can work. I can go film shit. But at the same time, if you want me to be on another level, like, you got to hook me to fuck up. <laughs> like, I know it sounds <laughs> fucking weird. Like, it does because it's not like most other things. Like, you know, I'm in a rap business. I can work all day and be at fucking grinding at night on this shit. Like, skating, you've got to be in that shit all day long. If I get hurt, I can't go to work. I can't pay bills. You know what I mean? So, like, people have to kind of, like, find that. You know yes. what I mean? But you are at the same time. Like, how you going to be mad at somebody for not trying? Like, I got to make money, too. Like, I can't just hook you up and not pay these bills, too. I got bills mm-hmm. to pay. 
Got bodies boards that's under your feet, motherfucker. <laughs> so. <laughs> so your homie Shane Howe quickly became a favorite of ours over here at the Bunt after his interview last season. Can you give us a Hurricane Shane story? He, he was drunk as shit, messing with our homie Louie. Lou Duville Slugs from over in England. And he's like slapping him around. Louis like, Shane, stop. Stop it. <laughs> Smack him again. And he's like, look, man, I'm going to hit you. <laughs> bat, bat. He smacked him up. Shane was like, he's like, look, don't do it again, Shane. Don't do it. Shane's like, all right, all right, I'm not going to do it. Bat. Smacked him upside his head. Louis was like, all right, that's it. And hit him so hard, Shane, halfway over, bent at the waist, was knocked out and woke up right before he hit the ground. And we were like, oh. it was like, it was the craziest shit ever. Like, I, it was just this, this little slap, ha, 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 to like, knock the fuck it out. It got real. Yeah, yeah, like, real quick. Real quick. But then it was cool after that. Like, it was just like, you know, 10 minutes later, they were fine. All right. But Shane was, oh yeah, when it went, mm-hmm. He got turned. When Licks was involved, that was, uh-uh, boy. <laughs> uh. <laughs> but we had, at that house in DeLongpre up in uh, West Hollywood, that's how it was. Like, it was just, we got, we got down like that all the time. Like, mm-hmm. all the time. We had little tasers, like whatever the hell them things are. And dudes be drinking there. I mean, Shane and all them heads. And have that jaw out. <laughs> hitting each other up all the time, all the time. Somebody pass out, ah, get him. <laughs> you were around the Baker bootleg shit and uh, obviously got to be around my favorite skater of all time, who's probably just a young buck at the time, Scott Kane. Uh, can you tell us what it was like just seeing him come into his own on the skateboard? God, man, that kid, it was insane. Like that. Part he had in, a, in Baker th- or Bootleg 3, 3000, yeah. Whatever the fuck it is. Um, <laughs> just his and part and then the pro John, like, that was some other stuff to, like, really put out something like that to where you can define it. Like, look, here's, here, here's the turn. Yeah. And you see it. Like, you really can see it. Like, the kid was amazing. Like, he just turned that shit up. He was, when he was getting on, we were joking about it because Shane was the team manager at that point. And uh, he came to the office and we were like, setting it all up. And we were like, yeah. At that point, like, Jay had just made like these Baker bandanas and shit. And I'm like, have one wrapped around my face, like looking all like G'd out and shit. And like, he was like, yo, who, what, what is going on with these dudes? Like, we're just like kind of trying to scare him a little bit, but like just mess with him. <laughs> it was funny as hell, man, because he was just like this young boy, just like open all this shit. Like, what? Like, and hearing all the stories they had, like, I guess him and his homies, like the night of the Baker premiere, dudes was fighting about who wanted the tape. So Jay broke it and like threw it in the street. Those dudes went and got the tape and like put it back together. And had their own copy of, of the Baker 2G, John. Damn. Just like that. Like, that's that's true. Like, a young boy, like, yo, boy, we got this shit. Like, that yeah. was the sickest shit. <laughs> that's some skate rat shit. Yeah, yeah. Nowadays, you're riding for Terror of Planet X. Tell us a little bit about that company and what you guys got going on, man. Man, Angel started it seven years ago, about seven years ago. He just got sick of the same old stuff. 
you know, just getting dicked around by companies. And he was like, you know what? I'm going to start my own. Fuck it. Whatever. Able to give the homies boards that, like, deserve it. Some of the younger bulls that he skated with that, uh, you know, really good. Like the bull Chris Mathis and shit. So being able to, like, hook the homies up with stuff. Um, and then it was, just came to me like, yo, like, you don't have nothing. So, I mean, what's up with riding my shit? So I kind of just worked out. I like the way his stuff was. He always had good ideas. Just the way it is right now, like, I kind of think... To me, it, it's it's not, as far as image goes, it's not like Toy Machine, but it's got that feel to it. Like, it's just like raw skateboarding, you know, somebody who's just really psyched on just doing their own stuff, like being the dude behind it. You know, I'm going to go get an artist and we'll come up with this. We're going to make this happen. You know, just got a, like, raw squad. You know what I mean? Like, it just kind of takes me back to that old stuff. So that's why I kind of like it. I think it's just got that feel to it. And you got the other OG on there, Kerry Getz, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. A fucking legend. You guys spend a lot of time together as well. You still, you guys keep in touch? No, I mean, here and there. You know what I mean? Like, everybody for a while, like, everybody kind of, like, fell out on their other stuff. You know what I mean? Like, sometimes even, like, beef between other homies kind of carried over. Like, um, some mm-hmm. of the stuff, like, between, like, Bam and I weren't cool for a little while. So that kind of made certain people, like, not want to hang out. Like, a lot of people didn't want to hang out with me because... They were always going over to BAMs, you know what I mean? And like, uh. sometimes it would be that thing like, ah, oh, well, you know, we're over here skating. Uh, we're not going to hang out Mike. Uh, I, I'm, I'm mad at that shit. Like, this is how it is. Like, go get your shit. Whatever. But What'd you and BAM have going on? It just kind of like random people, you know, like just random people just didn't like, I guess, like how our relationship just had always carried on. So people just started talking shit, you know, mm. we start believing some other shit or just something else happens. And then it's like, you know what? Like, fuck you. Fuck you. All right. Well, whatever. <laughs> so. yeah, but, you know, we got over all that stuff. You know what I mean? Like, we're cool now. I, I, I never had any ill feelings towards him. Like, even though we didn't talk and we might have like had words, it just never changed. Like what I thought of him. Like, I never wanted anything ill of my homie. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. People, people come up to me and ask me all that shit like with him nowadays and you're like oh what's up with him like he's all going through this and that like that's him you know like you know I'm not on any kind of social media so I don't know what's going on unless I hear it um, mm-hmm. but like you know I, I, I wish the best for the dude man like you know everybody's gonna go through it especially when you're in the limelight like that you know you got that much money that much fame like shit's eventually gonna happen so, yeah. whatever. I wish the best for him, one way or another. Like, I just always wish the best for him. No doubt. That's always going to be, it was always going to be my homie, you know what I mean, regardless. Mm-hmm. So, what's next for ECP, big dog? <laughs> 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 Nothing. <laughs> Shit. Man. You got summer just coming skate, up, bro. You know what I mean? That's it. Just, just have fun. I mean, I'll probably try to film some stuff for, like, whatever Angel wants. I'll try to get some stuff done. You know what I mean? But it's it's just different. It's hard nowadays. Like, I'm just... Not to say, like, I'm a working man now. So I gotta do this. But it just got <laughs> to that point. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I'm just not doing the same shit. So, like, it's not like I'm gonna be out yeah. skating. Like, I, I skate the same. Like, I still take the same fucking slams. <laughs> like, I slam hard as shit. You take those you welcome know? to hell slams? Yeah, yeah, straight up. Like, I'm I'm not scared to take them. It's just different now. You know what I mean? Like, it's so much mm-hmm. different. Like, 
I have to work because I have more shit and more people to take care of. So it's not like, you know, when you're making like a couple stacks a month from skating, it's easy to just be like, oh, I'm laid up. And I, you know, I broke my wrist or I, you know, blew my, you know, my, broke my ankle. So I got to sit up for a little while. Like, uh, uh, you can't do that. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, no, nah, like I, I rolled my ankle pretty bad um, trying to shoot something with Angel one day. Like, he's like, he'll come to the city. We'll shoot an ad, like whatever. I'm like, all right, we'll see what's good. Soon as the camera came out, boom, rolled my foot. I was like, awesome. Here we go. And then I had to work all the next week mm-hmm. cutting heavy-ass trees down, carrying heavy-ass logs and shit. Oh, like, with man. A bomb it just ass makes ankle. the ankle worse. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you can't heal like that. I'm 45 years old. Like, yeah. I'll take the slams, but like in reality, like, your body does take longer to heal. Or it heals differently, you know? I guess that's how it is, so. Mm-hmm. But nowadays, I try to take a little bit better care of myself, you know what I mean? I've been, like, vegetarian and, like, stuff like what? that for a few years. Yeah, yeah, really? like, I got, like, one day I was, um, I was just going with the homies to do some work somewhere, and uh, we were in, I think it was Delaware, and it was, like, right near the Purdue plant or something, and I was like, dude, I was like, what the fuck is that smell? It smells like garbage, like a straight garbage truck is around us. And I look over and I'm like, oh shit, that's like chickens. Oh, you know, just oh. all mashed up in it. You know what I mean? Just like heads oh, sticking out oh, of the crazy. Yeah, and I was like, man, right. I was like, that's, that's messed up. <laughs> and no yeah. shit. And you like a month later, going back to the same place to do some stuff, same spot, same red light. I was like, like that's that smell. I look over, same thing. I was like, yeah, two times, same spot. Like, that's telling me something. I don't want to eat. And I've known that for years. You know, like, you know, just skating with Jamie and Ed, like vegans and like hardcore. They tell you about how, like, don't eat that shit. It's not good for you. You know, sometimes it's just going off your budget. You can't afford to eat good because that shit's expensive. Mm-hmm. When you get to a point, man, you're just like, all right, no, nah, like, I don't want to put any kind of chicken in my body that's like been not like physically tortured by someone, but just like tortured in some cage and shit like mm-hmm. i'm not i want that dna in my body you know what i mean i don't i don't want that on me i don't want that mm-hmm. in me so i just stopped you know it is what it is i still would like to eat a burger i'm not one of them like vegetarians it's like <laughs> oh, how dare you eat meat in front of me i'm like damn that looks good i won't eat it <laughs> like, i won't eat that uh, crazy bro, stuff <laughs> one of our best friends has gone fucking straight carnivore where it's like a only fucking meat diet and yeah that's gnarly that shit that shit's crazy <laughs> but you know it's it, whatever works for you you know what i mean you, yeah that works well yo we're working on a video we've been working on it for a little while now but we're trying to make a video and uh we need a grass gap clip out of you dog I, yo i got a couple grass gaps yo we need that <laughs> shit, Doc. All right, I think I think I might be able to pull a couple, couple gnarly ones out. I've been keeping them on the on the back burner, you know. <laughs> yeah, I just gotta get a perfect. filmer out here in a good day, you know. <laughs> What's up? Yo, yo, yo! It's rapid fire with the ghost, and as always, we brought to you by Dickies. We talking the original 874 work pants classic in the game a durable utility pant that gets the job done you feel me if you trying to wally front 50 clipper hit el toro with a first t front crook 
or Wallenberg with a nolly back one, you know you need that Dickies, man. Brass zipper, permanent crease, hook and eye closure. It don't get much better, man. Stop wasting time. Go get yourself the 874 work pants. <laughs> Let's get it. All right, you ready, ECP? Yep, yep. Favorite skater? Gons. Chefy. I don't know. Favorite video? Video days. Favorite video part? Chefy. Life video. Favorite style? Sal Barbier. Which skater had the biggest influence on the way you skate? It's not one. It's like Chefy, Gons, and Sal, and Matt Hensley. Most talented skateboarder on planet Earth? Kyle Nicholson. Favorite trick? Uh, five out of fakie. Mini rep. Hardest trick for you? Nolly heels. Most illegal trick? The donkey flip. Or whatever the hell it is. The fake ass switch front side flip. Illusion flip. <laughs> oh! Illusion? You, you weren't yeah, feeling that, eh? I've had a couple of those, so I'm, uh, I'm going to throw, throw myself under the bus on that one. Like, Favorite clip you've ever gotten? Maybe Ollie over the wall, West Philly High. Gnarliest trick you've ever witnessed? What that comes to mind right now, I'd have to say Musk is one rail that he grinded in the, uh, was that the TSA video? That was supposed to be in a toy machine video. It was like flat two, down like eight or something. Like that shit was crazy. Like at that time, you couldn't, you know, you weren't supposed to do stuff like that. He just manhandled that shit. <laughs> <laughs> What's the one trick that got away? One trick that got away? Backtail Dwyer. The John, uh, I think Mark Appleyard bended up back tailing like years later. The John um, TSA video, Penny like kick flips down the stairs and like drops down the stairs and then like 5 0s long curve kind of ledge, 5 0 180. Yeah, yeah. Oh. That John, I back tailed that and like Damn. way back toy machine days. But like land on it, wheel bite, land on it, loop out. Fuck. What's the biggest bunt you've ever witnessed? Okay, so I don't know if you remember, I think it's a CKY video. It might even have been Toy Machine. It was so fucking long ago. Bam's like pissing in the top of a rail and then it like comes out the other end. It's like a two stair with like, like eight to 10 feet of flat or something. Well, I was trying to feeble grind it this one day and this dude out of nowhere just pulls up and doesn't even like try anything. Like not even ollie on the ground, kickflip the warm up just gets out the car and barrels towards the rail and tries to board slide it and sacks it. Oh. I'm, like, I'm like, yo, dog, Like, I'm really trying to skate this thing and film on it, and you're just killing yourself right now. Gets back up, sacks it again. I'm like, yo, man, Like, I don't even want to skate this anymore. I tried it. I almost ended up sacking it myself. I was like, that's it, man. Like, nah, this dude is bad. Like, it's just not good. So that'd be, that'd be perfect. Like, yeah, dude just like... I guess he just claimed he was going to kill this rail. He had no business. He had no business. No good business at all. <laughs> Mystery bunter, yo. That's legendary. <laughs> at least he went for it, though. <laughs> What's the last new trick you learned? I just recently got into a switch front shove. Switch back 50 on a ledge. And landed on it and then ate shit. <laughs> so, that's about the newest thing I could say. Like, I was surprised. I was like, holy shit, I got into it. Landed it. And the board was like, no, you didn't. <laughs> the board oh, shit. the board said hell no nah. what's your dream job after skating I don't know can you get paid to do nothing <laughs> <laughs> like literally nothing 
Yeah. You'd be like a, a food critic, man. I'd be like a consultant if for you... like nothing. No, <laughs> honestly, like it sounds funny, but like tending the plants, taking care of like being a groundskeeper, almost kind of like the shit I do now, but not like weeding stuff and like mulching and shit. Like, you know, I'm a plant this tree. Like I do a lot of like the like, like the G. Shit, I like design stuff like personally, like it just be me doing this stuff. But I want to like all the plants I have in my house, like all my cactuses and succulents and stuff like that. Like, I love that shit. So, just to like just do stuff like that, like that's you know, like Bubba Smith in uh Police Academy and shit. Like, like what, what'd you do? What were you doing before this? I was a florist, a florist, yeah, you know, flowers and shit. <laughs> that's <pretty laughs> that's sick. flowers and shit. That's what's up. Favorite local brand? Terror. Of course. Favorite local skater? I don't know. I don't, I don't even know none of the young bulls. <laughs> <laughs> There's this one bull. I mean, they're all sick, though. Like, really, I, honestly. Like, Philly's got a lot of young bulls that are sick. This one cat that Angel hooks up, this ball, Brandon. I think that's his name. I'm so out of it, dude. I don't, I don't know no, nothing about <laughs> nobody. <laughs> that's how out of it I am. What's the one sponsor you regret riding for? I shouldn't say I regret anything because, you know, that's the stuff that makes you the person you are, you know, all those decisions. But I could tell you the company that I, I would say I regret quitting would have been Toy Machine. I think I should have stayed on Toy Machine because I've always had a love for that shit. I always loved, I loved Ed. I, loved, I respected his stuff. So I think that's, that's the only thing I could say that I really would say regret. Favorite teammate ever? Pff, Alyssa. I love that girl, man. She's the best. She's the absolute best. Worst teammate ever. Maybe Angel. Terror. Nah, he's a good dude. He's a good dude. I mess with him though. Yeah. Worst company. Purdue. <laughs> Purdue chicken. <laughs> Worst trend. God damn. Skinny jeans. Skinny jeans is the worst trend, man. Yo, it's come full circle that, like, your kits that you were wearing back in, like, Welcome to Hell and your parts are what the young kids are wearing now again. See, that's good. Nobody needs yeah. to see your veins and stuff. Fashion has gone, like, completely full circle. Your veins. Yo, I'm going to tell you, like, yes, these are real stories. I'm not talking shit on nobody. Like, I already told you, I don't like talking shit. I'm just telling you real shit. Greco loved wearing tight pants. <laughs> loved. Right? To where Alyssa was throwing some jeans out. And he was like, yo, I'll wear them shits. <laughs> Put them jaws on. We went to the Huntington Park. This motherfucker bent over to back lift the flat bar and split them shits all the way. <laughs> Worst style. <laughs> they used to make, a lot of people used to make fun of that one boy, um, Dan Peugeot. <laughs> He was good, baby. though. He was good. He could, like, Molly hard flip and shit, like, big stairs. <laughs> he did crazy you know shit. I mean? But I think it was probably because he was Canadian and shit. But think, even then, like, that doesn't mean anything. <laughs> he would do the most insane nose blunts in the middle of the bench. Damn, you guys were down there hating on Canada, eh? Oh, they would talk shit. Oh, you, you get Ellington and everybody on some shit. Boy, they, they, they had some names for everybody. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Last person you want on the sesh. Carrie. 
No, the goat. He'll blow the spot up, man. I mean, on a good day, yeah, <laughs> you want him temper. there. But like on a bad day, like he'll flip the fuck out, and then you ruin your spot. You'd be like, yo, I was trying to get a trick. We got kicked out the first ten minutes. This guy's throwing his board, freaking the fuck out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's perfect. There's numerous times that happened. I'd be like, yo, cause like, I'm gonna go sit down because I don't want to get in trouble. <laughs> oh, carry the god. Oh. All right, Mike. That's going to wrap up the interview, man. We can't thank you enough for taking some time out of your day to do this with us. Yo, thank you for considering me, yo. Appreciate Hell that. yeah, thanks. ECP, baby. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the post office, brought to you by the one and only Dickies. Quality workwear since 1922. From the work site to the streets, ain't nobody got you covered like Dickies. All right, ghosts, who we got up first? You've got mail. Yo, first up, we got a voice note from Ross Cooper. Let's take a listen. Safe Donna, what up? From Queens, New York. Uh, my name's Ross, longtime listener. Thank you for the classic entertainment just re-listened to the Balek episode and the sinner episode two of the best pieces of content ever committed to an mp3 i could listen to those shits on repeat and i have honestly fucking arf to sinner dude ultimate weirdo of pain as Safa would say just a classic classic pod that dude is straight up weirdo arf uh my question is um about stanger so i was just curious if you guys could shed some light on what the hell happened to stanger uh this dude is a ghost not the ghost but a ghost you know no interviews nothing committed the text no idea what happened to this guy for somebody from the states all you see are these fucked up clips absolutely all-time clips where the dude's like 10 years ahead of his time easily Easily, um, easily could have fit in fully flared, could have had, you know, just stood shoulder to shoulder with any of those dudes. But all you hear is these weird rumors about golf and like, uh, you know, that clip from the Green Apple video, sign the contract, baby boy, sign the contract. Was he really holding out for that crail tap top to bottom, uh, you know, deck clothes shoe deal? Did he really, was that really what he was holding out for? I don't know, man. Uh, is it is it really a golf thing? I mean, I was just now that we, it's been a while. Can you guys shed some light on what happened to Stanger? Where he's at? Uh, does he still skate? And Stanger, if you ever hear this, or if your homies hear this, get on the pod. We need the two-hour documentary-style bunt interview. We need to catch up. We need to, you know, we need that pod. So. Anyways, uh, shalom to my slap pals and shout out to my original Canadian skate homie weirdos from Smithville and St. Catharines, Brent and Calvin. Big up. Anyways, Safe Dono, thanks a bunch. Have a good one. The GOAT, Travis Stanger, man. He's a ghost, not the ghost. You're right, man. I feel like we've made a couple runs at trying to get Stanger on the pod, haven't we? Definitely, definitely. Uh, one of his homies, one of his close homies, said he would try, but not to hold our breath. And 
that's still where we're at. I think it's been a year or two since we talked to him. It sounds like you're up to just as up to date as we are, man. Like all we've heard is golf and you know, uh, Donald used to talk to him on MSN. I mean, which was always fun. Yeah. So m- maybe you could launch, uh, figure out if MSN still exists and shoot him a message, man. Dude, if I could dust off my old Dell desktop computer and uh, log back in. We actually have a funny story about Stanger when we were kids. I think I like stole his email from one of our homies probably that was friends with him. Added him up. He wouldn't really respond very often. But I remember we used to have this debate of what would be harder. Nolly flip front blunt or Nolly flip back blunt. Yeah. And we sent him that question and he said that Nolly flip front blunt would be harder. I think he sided with me and I was pretty happy about that. I may have completely fucked that whole story up over time, but that's what I, <laughs> I don't remember. even remember which side I was on back then, actually. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, Ross, you've got just as much info as we do, man. We would love to get him on the pod. We're still trying. We won't give up. Stenger is uh, one of the great disappearing acts in skateboarding, man. I'm not sure it had anything to do with... <laughs> holding out for sponsors or anything i'm sure he could have written for whoever he wanted and that part in fully flared would have been incredible if he dropped one man but let's just be happy that we have it all his green apple parts man because those are things of beauty yeah that's i've been trying to focus on the positive for people like that lately because like anytime i see an antoine dixon clip on the hijinks network you know it makes me so sad but then at the same time it's like let's just be thankful that you know the Wennings and antoines and stangers of the world blessed us with the footage that they did all right next up we have a voice note from ted feedback barrow is he coming in two weeks in a row here right eh? <laughs> let's take a listen All right, first of all, thank you both for answering my first question. I know it was a long and confusing question, but you did a good job of answering it. I'm kind of bad at just asking you a question straight out. I always want to ramble and get there, take the scenic route, and I apologize for that. I'm doing that right now, but there's a reason for that because I want to keep it cordial right now because when I heard both you, Saifa, and Dono, talking about how I left New York because I couldn't do the switch backside tail slide shove it over the high ledge going over the manual pad at Lower East Side Skate Park. I was like, oh, how dare you? How dare you? I'm going to send you my clips, which you have to post at least in your stories, if not on a hard post on your Instagram page to prove that I delivered on that trick. Last time I checked, I delivered. You didn't. I left New York on a wave of glory. So my second question, first one, remember, was how dare you? Second question on some Birdman shit is, are we finished or are you done? Woo! <laughs> okay. Oh, I think that one's shit. directed at you, player. Oh, Ted. Oh, man. Roasted. You got me. Yo, where's the clip, though, Donald? Send me that. Well, I don't send it to have you? the clip of him doing the switchback tail at LES, but I do have some clips of him so we'll post them up and then if ted wants to send the switchback tail at les we'll throw that up there too but uh ted just be lucky that uh the ghost is locked down here man because he would have taken care of that shit light work baby 
<laughs> oh shit ted man you already know what it is nothing but love and respect and can't wait till we cross paths again and we'll just have to battle out switch back tail on whatever's in front of us at the time but i gotta see this clip yo yeah i gotta see the les oh, clip and uh big <laughs> shout out to uh ted and everyone at vent city man for all the love you guys are showing us so all right next up we got an email from ben bailey yo buntmans i've got a couple questions for you dargs when will we be seeing an episode with etienne gagne he's a real big dog and that collab would be legendary second question what were your man's thoughts on skating in england is it as rugged as you always claim toronto is that's all love for the geezers love in the pod as always beaches out Etienne, man, we get lots of lots and lots of requests about ET. We're going to make it happen one of these days. You know, he's the big Vans homie. We the big Vans homies. Who knows? Might pop up in video, might pop out, might pop up live interview style, but neither of us are going anywhere, man. It's going to pop. Patience is a virtue, Ben. And second, Uh, in England. Honestly, we we didn't do much street skating in England, did we? We only hit like a couple spots. One of them being Canada Water. We talk about it all the time, which is an absolutely flawless spot. But it looks rugged. I mean, that's all I can say. Yeah, it looks more rugged than Toronto. That's for damn sure. Mm-hmm. Toronto like looks kind of butter if you if you watch some like bobby parts or something you're like oh there's hella blessed spots but then you get here and the ground's actually so shit at a lot of the spots but uh london it actually looks shit so i can only imagine sorry not in a disrespectful way like it looks rugged on like toronto looks good but it's rugged and then england looks rugged so i'm guessing it is rugged as fuck i'm not trying to claim toronto's more rugged at all all right Next up, we got an email from Cheeseburger Chad. Hey guys, big fan of the show. If you can give us your favorite spot from Toronto, Montreal, Vancouver, Ottawa, and Calgary. Also, some Canadian skaters that you should have on the show. <laughs> Paul Trepp, Stanger, and the legend Joe Buff. Well, we just went over Stanger. Always trying. We addressed Paul Trepp last week. Joe Buffalo. Hell yeah, we would love to, man. It almost worked out there for a second, but we're going to be in contact with Joe. Let's get this favorite spot shit popping. We're going to handle it real quick. Safer, Toronto, favorite spot. Dunbat Skate Park. Okay. Um, U of T Manny Pad. Montreal, favorite <laughs> spot. Honestly, I don't even have a single spot in Montreal that I like. Um, there's that one where Alexi Lacroix did the like nose slide jump to the wrong foot. And it's like two pretty long ledges in a row. I'll, I'll go with that one, I guess. I don't really skate Montreal too often. So. Yeah, let me go with the big O. You know, I'm the transition, transition king out here. Vancouver. Um, I'll go with T Fox, I guess. Can't go wrong. I'll go with T Fox as well. Ottawa. There used to be like a corner pocket rail back in the day. I didn't even do a trick on it, but I killed myself trying to feeble it. I'll say that one. <laughs> that was a sick spot. I was going to say Sparks Rail. No, sorry. The rail where Will like skated the curb up the stairs. 
You know what I mean? And then oh what it's called. yeah, fuck. And you land in the water like Will did feeble shove and then jumps in the water. Yeah. And then you can also skate up it. Yeah, the little black and reel. Mike Fife kick front five out up it. Shout out that spot. I don't think I skated it, but it was fucking beast. Yeah. And then Calgary. Did we skate street in Calgary? I don't think we did. I did. Um, I'm gonna go with that bar hop. Oh, my first bar hop on. when I when I shit on you, Cody and Morgan, at the Stampede place. Woo! So butter. I'll say Millennium Park because it's the only place I skated. Word. Thanks for the email, Cheeseburger Chad. Next up, we got an email from Alex Picard. If you guys could invent an event for the Glory Challenge, what would it be? I think a longest one-footed grind in honor of Fabrizio Santos, for example, could have been amazing. Much love. Let's try and do it without thinking about it. Just start talking. Go. Event. Well, the first one that came to my mind is because I'm thinking of Danny Wainwright. I just throw the, the high ollie contest in there next time. Okay, okay. It needs like a, a dime like twist to it, though. You know? High ollie uh, off uh, kicker ramp. <laughs> With flames or something. Uh, um, I'm going to go with... Faster, man. Damn it. Come uh, on. The Five. The high speed four, challenge, but you have to, three, you have to kick flip into a two, ledge. What? Like any... Oh, flip the like, grind? You have to do a ledge trick. No, it could be a slide or a grind, but like basically the roll-in challenge, but you have to land kick flip or any flip trick onto a box. You know what I mean? And right away. Okay, yeah, that's all right. And then, and then you ride into it, and then there's like flames shooting out. <laughs> oh my god, you lost me there. All right, next up, we got an email from James Bridgman. Hey, Safe and Donald. First off, give a shout out to your boy Morgan for repping the bunk gear at Dumbat. That's how I discovered the barn burner I was sleeping on. Stoke for the bunt video and keep the episodes coming. My question, has anybody ever come at you for talking about them or a company they are affiliated with? If so, what's the worst reaction you guys have had from somebody about your conversations on the pod? Lastly, mob grip or Jessup? Peace. Let's start with the grip tape one and just get this out of the way, man. I honestly don't care what grip it is between those two. I'll take either one, Jessup or mob. I don't really notice the biggest difference. Wow. You're crazy. Mob all day. It's between those two. So but shout out classic grip. The, the grip wars is just so silly to me. Just like people thinking about their setup way too much. No, 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 no. You're actually insane for saying that. Like, you know, I'm so loose and like a lot of times I don't care about like certain things, but grip makes a huge difference. <clears throat> all right. And then, as for your big question, <laughs> I mean, have we told the story about Chris Markovich before? Definitely. What do you mean? Of course. Yeah. Um, you could give him a quick rundown on it. Yeah. So, we used to do this thing called Kook of the Week. It didn't last very long because it ruffled too many feathers. Um, <laughs> I remember calling out Chris Markovich for starting his 25th company. Lo and behold, he contacted our friend at Vans, wanted to speak with us. Me and Chris had to hash it out. He was pretty upset. I told him it wasn't, uh, it wouldn't happen again, and that was the end of Kook of the Week, I think. All right, next up, we got an email from Jeremiah Aubrey. 
brother showed me this podcast on a road trip. Sorry. Brother showed me this podcast on a road trip. Shit flew by. Started popping in my headphones at work playing this podcast and that shit flies by too. Hell yeah. Choose wisely. Fuck, Mary kill. Origin, minefield, strange world. Okay, before before we answer this, I just want to give a big shout out to Jeremiah. These are my favorite emails, the concise ones. Remember that. Everything must please the ghost, man. Short and sweet. The ghost doesn't like anything less than a long-ass email he has to read. <laughs> if you want to be a friend with the ghost, keep it quick. 10 to 15 seconds long. Dude, tell me this email is not legendary. Straight into the point. With it's a little, fire. He uh, uh, nice compliment. compliment. Tells us exactly why we love podcasts as well and why we started this. And then hits us with a nice question, man. Jeremiah, bravo. <laughs> All right. I'm definitely killing Strange World. Sorry. Uh, even though I got love for that video. It was just past the point of like... For, for our age, like those crazy nostalgic like videos from our childhood, you know, like the the last epic, epic one that like we probably look back on with like the highest regard is uh, Dying to Live. I don't know. But that's though. just for our age group. Strange World is crazy, man. Like it's got the Marissa part. Yeah, no, I know. I know. And but, the like, Tanzani just... part. Like this is where I feel like this is. That's the point where Zero went in a different direction. And that direction didn't last that long, which is the unfortunate part. Which is why I think you're going to No, for sure. Them. Yeah, so I'm not even... I'm not hating on that video at all. It's just when you look at these three... Actually, they might have come out come out around the same time. But Minefield... Okay, clearly Mary Minefield yeah, for me. That's the obvious one. Minefield was the goat. Yeah. And I guess I'd hit Origin. And, uh, yeah. But I'd you know fuck what? Strange I, World I love... and kill Origin, unfortunately. I got a soft spot for Strange World. Wow, I'm surprised to hear you say that. What? Origin's got that. Origin's the one with. Is it, is it the one that has, like, the little Danny Garcia section at the beginning? Yeah, now I'm fucking confused. That's uh, the one with Origin. Austin Gillette. Yeah, and okay, Origin has Janowski last part, I believe. Shit, now you're kind of changing my mind. No, on the Origin, fly. it says Janowski's in the middle. It's the Silas last part with two oh. songs. Oh, oh, shit. Okay. Yeah, so I'm sticking with mine. I'm going to marry Minefield, Which? fuck Strange World, and kill Origin. <laughs> uh okay you know what you're the same bro i was thinking yeah because i was thinking about the uh what was the one before that the habitat video before that i'm not sure i was thinking about the one with it has a full danny garcia part this one has danny this one starts with danny garcia were you thinking in, not inhabitants yeah inhabitants so inhabitants starts Shit. with silas and ends with janowski you're right yeah and it has a three minute okay fuck that's my bad completely uh i do have love for origin it's another great video but <laughs> uh 
Yeah, if I, if I gotta rank them, like I would take. What's the other one we just said? Inhabitants. I would take Inhabitants over Strange World, but I'll take Strange World over Origin. Ew. Legend. I came around. All right. Next up, we got an email from Matthew Beck. Matt Beck here from Melbourne. Thanks for making my mundane job more exciting with the podcast. With all the praise going out to Quade Baker, how about getting the man himself on the show? Let him tell you why he's so fucking next level. Get at us for details and let's make it happen. Well, there's your opening, say. You want a piece of Quade? Yeah, I'd love uh, to get Quade on the pod. I don't think he's going to tell us why he's so fucking next level. <laughs> Just, just from watch, just from watching him skate, he seems like a humble guy. I'm assuming, but doesn't strike me as the kind of guy who's gonna come on here and be like, "This is why I'm so fucking next level." But uh, yes, we will reach back out to you. Thank you. We'd love to get him on the show. All right, next up, we got an email from the scrub himself, <laughs> our, our main man, Travis Orton. Hey, gents. Well, of course, in, in classic Travis style, oh, yeah. you know, he, he loves to just go off. Not only does he send us a voice note, but there's also a goddamn some text to read. <laughs> hey, gents. Took a few tries. Made this short as I could, but whatever. <laughs> Hope you dudes are for real doing well. No editing. Let her ride. <laughs> yeah, tell us how to do our job. Someone has to ask the questions. Stay safe and healthy. Keep on being a good dad, Dono. Safa, whatever you do, keep it up. <laughs> you hate me, but I love you. LOL. Happy Wednesday, buds. Thanks for all the laughs and <laughs> keeping this shit going. Uh, and for those who don't know by now, Travis is in our fantasy football league, and he eliminated me this year, and I'll never forgive him. Safest Anyways, let's nemesis. take a listen. <laughs> guys, 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 it's your friend, Travis. I uh, just wanted to chime in because I haven't yet, and uh, I know I rant, so I'll, I'll keep this short and sweet, but it's only going to be one of those two. So just rapid fire. Need your opinions, comments, whatever. Let's grill the fuck out of you guys. Uh, first and foremost, Christmas cookies over smoked cheese? Yeah, that one hurt. Let me know. Box, box will be coming, so don't you guys fucking worry. Squad squatting up uh number two who's winning the super bowl you think brady and the fucking bucks are gonna run it back i mean they re-signed everyone or a lot of weird shit happened this uh this offseason and uh fucking draft is a lot of prospects especially quarterback wise so uh number three safe us what's up with the porn hub subscription I'm sorry that I beat you twice in fantasy, but I know we made that bet for a month subscription, so uh, we can chat later. Love you, dude. Uh, last but not least, number four. Who or what was your favorite, I guess, moment meeting a pro, whether it was at a demo or fucking with your podcast? Uh, I'm sure you guys meet a lot of cool-ass people doing what you do, and probably have some fan out moments so it'd just be interesting to know um mine rob welsh had an aesthetics demo and uh kalis at a workshop demo so that kind of dates my old ass but um yeah you guys just keep on keeping on fucking putting on the good fight for the kids and uh i hope everyone's safe love you dudes take it easy and if she's easy take her twice peace buds 
Oh, oh my true god. Travis fashion, he does not disappoint. I actually thought that Travis's favorite pro moment would be being in a fantasy football league with Davis. <laughs> but whatever you say, man. Um, first up, smoked cheese or cookies? Why can't we love them both, man? Why can't we? Travis, the cheese you're making down there in Wisconsin is top notch. Send us another box. And if you ever start a company, just know your first ad on the bun is free, dog. We got you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. For those who don't know, Travis is butthurt because the lovely Missy, whose boyfriend listens to the show, uh, she sent us some cookies and we shouted them out. The awesome couple. And uh, he was butthurt because we, I guess we forgot to mention that Travis sent us cheese. And when he heard the, the, the cookie shout out, he just went on our fucking rampage in our group chat. <laughs> oh, Travis. And next up is who's going to win the Super Bowl. Too early to tell, man. But I mean, a couple teams you can never go wrong with are the Chiefs and wherever Brady is. So... <laughs> Yeah, I'm going to just say the Chiefs just because fuck it. Favorite moment meeting a pro with the show? Um, I think we told this up story like a week or two ago, but that P-Rob moment was all time, man. That was uh, just set the stage for the years to come and all the people we're going to meet. So I'm going to hit that one. Definitely. Oh, and actually, Elijah Burrow, our first live show in T-Dot. He's a fucking goat. We'll never forget those uh, couple days we got to hang with Elijah. Yeah, was did he say specifically doing the show or just he said either we or? Oh, okay, all right. Well, you gave probably our two. Those are also probably my favorite. Uh, actually, meeting Alex Olson in New York too was really oh, cool. Yeah, uh, super super nice dude. Um, but I'll just go with I guess a pre-show one from more when we were kids. Obviously, the day hanging with Quim Cardona downtown was just... I didn't even like know how legendary he was at the time, but he was just the nicest dude, most positive guy, uh, and was just... We were all like 12 to 16, and he, he was just kicking it with us all day. Just like so good vibes. And um, probably meeting Appleyard that... That summer, he's he kicked it with our crew for like a full month when he was living above a drift. Uh, he was like the first day and like playing skate with him and shit like that. It was just it was mind it was mind blowing because he was still like super all star Appleyard. Mm -hmm. And I know we always loving on this guy, but going to an NFL game and spending the weekend with James Hardy was. An all-time moment. I know we grown-ass men now, but he is uh, top-notch, man. Love James, and uh, he took a big risk driving up to Cleveland to hang out with some guys he didn't know, but I think he had a great time, man. Now we buddies for life. 100%. And as soon as this stupid pandemic eases up, he's coming to Toronto, so can't wait. And last but not least, say, where's that subscription, dog? Yo, he made that up. I don't know what the fuck. Or we were joking, but like I don't remember that at all. But it sounds like he's still thinking about it. Fucking porn addict. <laughs> Chill out, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Whew. 
if uh, if Travis can send us a clip of him doing a three flip, we'll get him one on the bunts card. But we got to see that three flip from Travis this week. So uh, yeah, clock's ticking, brother. All right, next up we have a voice note from another bunt fantasy football league member, Matt Kelly, another scrub in the league. Uh, <laughs> let's take a listen. <laughs> What's up, Buntmans? It's your favorite fantasy punching bag, AJ Greencans. Uh, I know about the three bad bees, bunting, beaming, and biting, but where did the phrase to bunt come from? Uh, what's the biggest bunt you've ever committed yourself? And then another question, what's a clip that people might know about that makes you go, I was there? For me, humble brag moment, it's uh, Pablo Ramirez, front 180 hydrant to steep, uh, long ass switch hill bomb in SF. I was there. (laughs) What is the biggest bunt you've ever done, Ghost? Well, one, because I'll give two, because one, I did, I deliberately bunted something one time to prove a point. Because I remember people would be like, yeah, I tried this. And almost like oh it was supposed God. to be impressive. You know, it's like, yeah, yeah, I was trying this the other day. And it's like, dude, you have no chance at landing that. Like you saying that you tried something doesn't mean shit. Yeah. And this is when we were pretty young. So remember Moss Park Underground? Yeah. The six stair rail? Oh, yeah. This is like in the days when you like back five owed it. And that was insane. And like... I board slid it, you know what I mean? That rail sucked. Yeah. So one time I just went there and bunted Nollie Heel Nose. What? <laughs> yeah. No, but the, the whole point was like, yeah, I tried it, but like I didn't really, you know, like oh anyone can God. fucking fling their body down a set. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't even remember who I was trying to make that point to, but I just, yeah, I remember bunting that. Pretty ridiculous. But one, a trick that I actually wanted to get that was a complete bunt. Uh, there's probably a ton, but the first one that's coming to mind right now, I tried to switch big flip archives eight in Ottawa Whoa. and then, and then that wasn't working. So I tried Nolly tray and then that wasn't working and I sat down, <laughs> but like, I didn't come close at all to either just some classic carcass tossing bunts. Uh-huh. For lack of a better answer, I'm pretty like, I don't skate like stairs or gaps of that anymore at all so i have to go back in time and remember on duffern there was that wooden big four yeah yeah and aiden was doing absolutely every trick you got your tricks i remember grant and jakes were doing everything obviously i pulled out my dusty switch 180 back then (laughs) (laughs) i felt like i had to take it one step further and threw a couple tray flips out there and you know i had no business even trying that or (laughs) there was no chance i was going to commit to that because if you know me like committing ain't my thing so (laughs) i'm gonna say the tray flip duffer and big four yo i i remember that yo was that the night session when we lit it up i don't even know it was i try to not remember that anymore but (laughs) it is what it is I remember that. Yo, you're too funny back in those days. Like, you always broke out the Switch 180 when we went to a gap, <laughs> no matter what. Had to do it, man. Had to do it. Always broke out the 180 nose grinds when we were skating the little hubbas oh, and shit. Well, I had oh, those man. dialed. For sure. 
And then oh, what I, is your favorite? I, remember. I was there moment. I feel like it uh, will be a Morgan thing. Yeah. The, my favorite one, like this is if if you were to ask me favorite skate moment, this might be it as well. I might have said this before. But when Grant and when we, uh, Morgan did switch front heel oh, Unitel, which is the Heathcote chart, the Heathcote chart switch back 180 uh, double set, and this is skateboarding. Uh, Morgan switch front heeled it one night, and then Grant. This is when Grant was back and forth between California, and like when he'd come back, it was just such a treat to watch him skate. And then Grant just comes up behind him, nollie frontside flips it. And Insane. we all lost it. We all lost it twice. Like we were already losing it on switch front heel. Yeah. It was so bolt and pop. And then Grant Nolly frontside flipped it, and we just fucking. Woo, dude, that was a night to remember. I'll never forget that night, man. Morgan had the fresh new era on. GP had the biggest <laughs> white shirt with the airbrush gun holsters, and then uh, just two fire tricks going down a legendary spot. So I'm gonna stick with that one too. Yeah, good good memories. So the bunt comes from our buddy Noah T, Noah Tynes, OG CMB legend and godfather of our crew back in the day. But he used to always read Thrasher since way, way back. And I think they had a glossary section in the back where it was just like random slang with a little definition. And so Noah brought that term from a Thrasher way back in the day to the crew. And it just stuck, and uh, that's just been like a term used in our everyday life for, you know, over a decade now. All right, next up, we got an email from Pat Baberams. Hey, Bunk Gang, let's say a pro was going to hunt you down and kick your ass. Who are you scared of the most? <laughs> also, if you were going to throw hands with any pros, whose ass you beaten? Love the pod. Keep it up. Shout out to Mooch. Oh, man. What is that guy that was fucking terrorizing... Grant Ansura. I would be deathly scared of that man. Oh my god. But he ain't a pro though. Yeah, I guess not. What pro would we be scared of? I'm gonna go I'm gonna go back in the day a bit. Uh and I'm gonna go with Kenny Hughes. He just was the steeziest beast uh, skating big rails and shit, but he also just had that look like you don't wanna fuck with him. Oh fuck, man! Mike Volelli. We all seen what that guy can do. <laughs> I ain't messing with Mike V. But yo, if anybody knows Easy Mike answer. V, I want that guy on the show bad, man. So let's get Mike V popping, yo. And then real shit, real shit. Who's uh? If you're gonna throw hands with any pro, who who are you trying to fight? First one that comes to mind. Definitely not trying to fight him because we love him. He's bunt alum, but. Um, just off the top of my head, I'm going to go with Dustin Henry. <laughs> oh, my God. You little bastard. Man, beat up He's the a fragile guy. little homie, man. Well, the, I'm not trying to get my ass whooped. Yeah, I guess you're right. If you get thrown into the fucking octagon with someone, you want to come out alive, eh? Yeah, I remember. I swear I remember Dustin getting tossed in one of the glory challenge, like the, uh, the last man standing thing. Yeah. I'm pretty sure I remember him getting tossed. Y'all run it up with Weck, man. Let's get it popping, dog. Let's go, big dog. <laughs> put that shit pay-per-view on your Patreon. Real talk. All right, next up, we got an email from Marku Perkele. My dudes, how's it going? Bang season again. Thank you very much. Last episode's picnic table. Talk about day one made me think you should get Dan Pajot on the pod. Wow, as if 
Bajo came up twice, yo. Oh, God. <laughs> and Maldonado, now this. Would love to hear the switch front board story. To be honest, he should have just stopped after the switch flip up the two and saved his damn life. And while we there with a World Industries dude, get Chad Fernandez too. Need to give the guy a chance to explain himself for Christ's sake. Just realize there's no question. So mm, death row meal. Keep doing it for the people. SLP is for the children. Oh man, Dan Peugeot, Chad Fernandez. Lots of time, man. This pod's going to be around for a while. We're going to get to them. And uh, I got no doubt in that. Death Row Meal. First one that came to mind was a nice sandwich from Last Sandwich Cherie with the corny chance down in Miami, Florida on the beach. Let's go. LA Sandwichers, as Cody would say. <laughs> oh, yo, this guy, Dan Pajot, got you feeling French, eh? You had to go with. Just kidding. Call me Sean. That just popped into my head, dog. We could even see your girl down there. <laughs> Shit, last last meal for me. I'm gonna hit him with something that you're probably gonna be like, oh shit, I should have said that. I'm gonna go with the seafood pasta at Taroni. What? Can't go wrong with that. But then I'm gonna I'm gonna get a pecan pie from Union. Union. And then and then just a butter croissant from like some epic place, because that's how I roll. If you're listening to this, send me butter croissants in the mail. All right, y'all. That's gonna wrap up the post office for this week. Keep getting your emails and voice notes into the buntlive at gmail.com. We gonna get to everyone, baby. This is the Rundown, the skateboard world source for sports, brought to you by Steam Whistle, Canada's premium pilsner, the only buzz. Well, one thing's for sure, we sent out our first ever Steam Whistle box across the border. It arrived safely. The green cans can travel, and uh, maybe we'll have to run it again, eh, say? Yeah, that'd be nice. You know what I'm saying? Get a little buzz on. A little green cans for the people. We about to start off the rundown with a couple feuds in the sports world. Obviously, first up, a guy we used to fuck with heavily, Michael Rappaport versus Kevin Durant. I think we both taking the same side on this one, bro. Yep, we team KD. You know, even even if you see the messages and it looks like KD's the one who crossed the line, those messages should have never been seen to begin with. And Mike Rapp does this thing called the shame game where he exposes DMs that are like racist or just like insane. But that's always from random internet idiots that he doesn't know, you know, where it's like, yeah, like fucking expose him. But him and Kevin Durant, even though he says they're not good friends or anything, which I believe they are both celebrities and they have hung out before and they made like this really funny YouTube video together back in the day. So that's just a whole different type of relationship where you just don't, you don't fucking expose that shit, you know? And it, it costs KD 50,000, which sure, obviously it's not a lot of money to him, but it's still 50K. And then Mike Rapp came out a few days later, kind of giving like a half apology because I, I'm pretty sure he's dealt with some ramifications. Not sure exactly what, but it seemed like he kind of regretted the whole thing because now they're both in trouble and 
they should have just kept that private between two celebrities. Mike Rapp definitely has huge regret. First of all, no one's going to talk to you in confidence anymore. True. You went and exposed someone that would talk to you and argue with you and go back and forth in extreme confidence. And then out of nowhere, where I think they said that they been going back and forth and had this like kind of friendship kind of enemies relationship for years where i'm sure mike rap said some shit that he regrets kd says some shit that obviously he regrets and doesn't want to have come out in public so no one's going to treat rapaport the same i think this is a huge foot in your mouth moment for rapaport a guy that we did love we thought was hilarious i bought his book read it you went and saw his show we were big fans of him but things like this just make you think twice about someone and Mike Rapp, man, this, you, you holding a big L on this. Obviously, KD shouldn't be saying that shit. It's obviously disgusting language and behavior. Should have stayed private. Should have never been on earth. Mike Rapp, man, you fucked this one up good. Yeah, big time. And, and another thing that I thought was soft as fuck from Rappaport was that he clearly edited out some of his responses which is like the softest sure. thing I've ever seen. Like you'd, you'd read a Durant response and it, it wouldn't make sense. Like there was messages missing, you know, like how are you just going to post it one-sided edited by you? Uh, I thought that was super, super, super soft and whatever. I don't love Mike Rapp as much as I used to back in the day, but whatever he fucked up. It's not like I hate him now or anything, but he just definitely fucked up big mistake obviously i've never been a huge kd lover i hate his social media style i hate the moves he's made in his career so for me to side with him on this just shows you that you know i do truly feel bad for kd like you said 50k ain't much to kd but 50k is 50k if he could he could have given that to an extended family member rather than be fined for it and would change their life like that's the type of money that Mike Rap just cost him. Real shit, man. And yeah, you bring up a good point. Like, he's fucked himself going forward in terms of people trusting him, you know? That's a big thing in the media. You think guys like Woj and Shams, they're talking to people on a daily basis, getting info they shouldn't have, technically, correct? Like, these guys shouldn't have this insider info. Same with Rappaport and Schefter in the NFL. They're talking to sources and getting info before they're supposed to. And Rappaport was, he kind of had that relationship with people, and no one's going to do that for him now. Yeah. Why would anybody? Do I'm that? really interested to hear. I hope Steven Jackson and Matt Barnes, via all the smoke, talk about it because. They've had KD on the show. KD's like a little brother to Steven Jackson. And obviously Matt Barnes was signed by the Warriors and got his ring when KD... Remember when KD went down? I can't remember if it was mm -hmm. 2017 or 18, but one of those years, uh, Matt Barnes got signed when KD went down for an extended period of time just before the playoffs. And so they're obviously close. They had a wicked podcast together, those three. But they, they're also both fans and friends with Michael Rappaport and had him on. So uh, I'd be really curious to see just kind of how these other NBA players are going to treat Mike Rapp going forward. Because it's like, even if you don't agree with KD, you definitely don't agree with Mike Rapp exposing that. Sorry, go ahead. Even Stephen A said it when they <laughs> talked about it. He's like, the he's like, first things first, he just broke like so many street codes by doing that. 
and and then went in to say like of course what KD said isn't right but like Mike Rapp just fucking dusted himself that's a why would he do it that's the biggest question is what would lead him to do that at this point it's a question I guess we'll never know but he said because KD caught him on a bad day he, he said some other shit was going wrong he's like he lost like part of his defamation suit against barstool or whatever and some shit was all fucked and then KD said that and he just like it was the wrong day to get chirped like that but that's still not an excuse and you mentioned it Stephen a got into a feud of his own <laughs> kind of a feud he's always feuding with people but him and russell westbrook hit an impasse and russell westbrook had heard enough man it seems as though russell doesn't like the way Stephen A speaking on people before they get into the league and when they get into the league. They're messing with all sorts of people's money that can change a whole family for years and years to come. Generations and Russell Westbrook had just seen enough. I think Russ has gotten a lot of bad press over the last couple years, changing teams. People say you can't win with Russ. Russ is a hard worker, man. Seems like a good teammate and he just hit his breaking point. Yeah, that was like a. I saw that happening in slow motion. As soon as I listened to his rant on Russ, and he tried to be like, I know Russ is serious, and like, blah, blah, blah. You can't really talk shit about him. Like, he tried to like soften the blow, but then went on to say, but his like 35.21 assist triple double doesn't mean anything. Like, I was like, oh, Russ is coming back for sure. And I think to a degree, I get where Stephen A is coming from, but it's just like, he's just doing his job. He's talking about the basketball aspect of it. And then Russ kind of took it more personal. Uh, the human aspect. The human aspect and saying like, I'm a champion at life. Like, I don't need to, like cha- winning a ring is not going to change my life or whatever. I'm trying to do stuff bigger than basketball. And so like, and then Stephen A's response was like, obviously we know you're a champion at life. I was just talking about the basketball side. We want to see you win a ring. But even though Stephen A has a point there, I'm just in the Jalen Rose camp of I'm sick of ring counting just being the, the be all end all from mainstream media. You know, like Well in the in the NBA it seems as though the way people are going about getting their rings holds a little less street cred now. Yeah. Like back in the day when Jordan and Kobe were winning their rings, it did mean something because people weren't switching teams every year. People weren't teaming up. People weren't doing what what Dame Lillard does today where they stick to a team. And if Dame Lillard wins a ring, it will mean more than all of LeBron's rings or KD's rings because he stuck it out and he did the hard work. So that's where I get where Russ is saying, you know, that's not going to change his life because the way people are going about it these days is a lot different. Yeah, hundred percent. Like we've said many times before, uh, Dirk Nowitzki's ring, you know, is, is one of those rings that has the most respect put on it. Right. And you love, you absolutely love to see someone win a championship that way. Uh, KD, you know, like, he thought that going to Golden State and winning a couple rings and getting the whole you don't have a ring thing monkey off his back would help, but it actually made it 10 times worse for him. And that's when like he's been the villain, if you will, ever since. I and mean, he lost a shit ton of fans and like he's 
just been beefing with people online ever since because he went to a super team i don't i personally like whatever i was just happy to see lebron lose in those finals so uh but yeah like you know i'll weigh dirk's ring a little heavier than kd's too i'm not gonna lie Absolutely. If Dame wins one in Portland, holy shit, yo, he's gonna be. That'll be the biggest ring of our lifetime. <laughs> yeah, it might. It will be the most impressive thing we've ever seen, just because of the way the NBA has gone, the way teams are loading up. And don't get me wrong, Portland's doing everything they can through free agency, through trade. They're getting Dame as much help as possible, but Dame ain't going to dinner with the All Stars and begging them to come. Yeah, let's go through. And, let's go through. Okay, so. Let's go from 2008 till today, if we can, real quick. 2008, the the super team, Boston. Uh, I put respect on that ring because KG and Ray Allen were past their prime, but I don't put the full respect on it of like a Dirk ring because I remember when those trades happened in the offseason, like just before the season started, I was like, yo, this ain't even fair. Like they just traded themselves, bought themselves a championship, you know? So that one, whatever, 2009, Lakers back-to-back 2009-10. There's people that will say, oh, they they got Gasol for some bullshit trade. But then Mark Gasol ended up being like a fucking potential Hall of Famer. So that trade wasn't that bad. And that that didn't feel like a disingenuous ring at all. That felt like a nice, like, front office made a beast move. And then they had a, a beast team for the next four years. So... Full yep. respect to those two. When it's through trade and it's a basketball trade, players for players, we're not talking three first round picks, two first round picks in your top prospect. It's got a different feel to it. Mm-hmm. I can't remember. I, Gasol might not have, like, Mark Gasol might not have been in the league yet when that trade happened, though. I can't remember if he was the next year. But either way, like, that worked out just, for both teams. Uh, mm-hmm. So let's keep running. Yeah. 2011. The biggest ring we've the seen biggest, in a long 100%, time. 100%. That's the biggest ring we've seen because that was also the first year of like, all right, this shit's getting taken too far. That was the first year of the big three in Miami. And yeah. that's the beginning of the, the big Mavericks. change. Yeah, so that's probably our favorite ring since 2008. The next two were Miami Heat. Yeah, fuck those two. The, f- the first one over OKC, second one over San Antonio. That was 2012-2013. And then in 2014 was the Spurs yeah, ending the big ring, putting an end to the three-peat potential. That was uh, Kawhi Leonard. That was a huge ring. Kawhi, they traded for, I think, was that on draft day from the Pacers? Like, I think he's only played. Yeah, I don't think he ever played for the Pacers. So, yeah, that was a huge natural. Yeah, huge natural ring. Enough respect to that ring. And then we went four years in a row of Golden State versus Cleveland. Yeah. We know what happened there. Uh, the Cavs, of course, they get respect for their ring. But LeBron also went back to make a super team. Everyone tries to treat that going back like, oh, like he's going home to like take care of business, blah, blah, blah. No, he went back because they got Kyrie and thought it would be easier to build yeah, on that team. Kyrie and Kevin Love. And let's not forget that at the time, Kevin Love coming from Minnesota was still like a was superstar. Huge. That was enormous. He, he looked yeah. at the roster and was like, I have a better chance at winning here than I do in Miami. Okay, fast forward now. What year are we in? 2000. Well, now we're in 2019. 2019. Let's go. Oh, you know, small market champion, baby. And that was 
uh, off-season trade that did all the damage. Yeah. Masai Ujiri masterminding Kawhi Leonard, knowing that he could potentially and ended up being only here for one year, and he pulled the trigger on it anyways. No, su- no super team involved. Golden State had KD. Obviously, we know about all the injuries, but ship's a ship. And then fast forward... LeBron with another, well, I don't know if we'll call it a super team, but he got him and AD is probably one of the best one-two combos ever put together. Yeah, and that was at least via trade, uh, not like forcing your way out of a situation. Oh, wait, AD forced himself out of New Orleans, fucking bomba clot. <clears throat> so, yeah, in the last 12 years, the, the ring that we put, like non-biased, that we put the most respect on is Dallas. Obviously, our, our favorite was the Raptors, but in terms of like one player sticking with the franchise, you know, just making savvy moves, trading for Karan Butler, who didn't even play for like 90% of that season, uh, and he was their big acquisition. They got Tyson Chandler. They did it. Old Jason Kidd. Like, that was just a, a good old-fashioned team that came together. Jason Terry and fucking rose to the top, and that's our favorite ring of the last 12 favorite. years and then i guess second favorite not including the raptors would be the 2014 spurs who oh, came back yes. after losing 100 to the heat and winning 4-1 in the finals absolutely yeah beating the brakes off the but heat. yo yo let's not sleep on 2015 fucking warriors was amazing as well a very organic team as well yeah that was that was pre-KD, and that was, like, one of the funnest teams I've ever watched in my life for two years straight. That was that was a crazy time. All right, yo, let's wrap this post office up with some good news, man. One of our favorite underappreciated players in the league just got the bag, man. Woo, Drew Holiday, big congrats if you're listening. Just kidding. Uh, <laughs> four years, $160 million. Me and Dono have been fucking big fans for a long time and you just love to see when someone that the average fan like i was reading comments on instagram yesterday just because i knew what was coming overpaid like blah 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 like he's averaging this many points it's like bro what about underpaid yeah what about fucking contributing to winning and it's not all about points per game for fuck's sakes casual fans but uh shout out to drew holiday let's get out of here bro big time let's wrap it up we'll catch you next week peace Peace.